cheers, y'all. Well, 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 well. Oh, someone's feeling it today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally as the world famous smoking and toasting. Normally, I tell people not to yell at me, but that was all right. But you, you can handle that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's gotten to be that thing that sort of. For me, just sets the mood. You it know, does. Once, it once does. you hear that, all right, it's time for some drinking <laughs> and time to talk about smoking <laughs> and uh, time to welcome a special guest. Uh, smoking and toasting number two hundred and twenty-seven is here, and uh, welcome to our special guest, Nathan Barkman with Rio Brazos Distilling, who returns to the show. And I'm glad he returned because you mentioned this earlier, and I'll just second it. The Real Brazos that I had is now completely gone. Yeah, I, I went. I, I took home last time a bottle of this single barrel, and it was uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, and I it drank just, all of it. It just we, you know, it was really a discovery because when you were on the show, that was the first time I'd ever had Real Brazos, and it was uh, it was a wonderful this, discovery. This bottle good, was good slight, this bottle was slightly problematic too, as it is exactly. See the difference from this bottle to this bottle? Uh-huh. It's exactly that much too tall for anywhere on my shelf. Oh, ah. so so, so yeah, it stayed few, out and it stayed yep. in my view, and I was like, yeah, uh, yeah keep drinking see, that. That was the problem. It was too noticeable. See? Uh, so welcome to the show. It's number 227. Today is our uh, is April 1st, so it's April Fool's Day. And Ian, I didn't mention this to you before the show, so you can either participate and do this as well, or you can just, you know, play along with me. Uh, but we're not going to do one of those shows where the whole show is like a prank, you know, where, you know, radio stations used to do that. On April Fool's Day, they'd, you know, make up some untrue news story or something and freak everybody out and then or the dj would say he was leaving and he'd been there for 20 years and everybody was oh no and then at the end of the show it'd be like april fools right we're not going to do that however in tribute to april fool's day yes i will say one thing today and i'm not claiming that everything i say is always 100 percent true but i will say one thing today that is a complete and total on purpose made up lie uh, you, you've sat and thought about this. I have. I gave this some thought yesterday. So there'll be one thing that I share today, one one sentence, one phrase, one thought that will be just completely untrue on purpose. And then at the end of the show, we'll see if you can guess what it was. We'll, we'll reveal. And and we'll, we'll reveal. Oh, I have just, to guess what it a little, is. Uh, just, well, you don't have to. Or, or uh, uh, audience uh, comments. Audience comments, perhaps. Yeah, we'll yes. see We'll see if anybody can, can get it right. So if I say... <laughs> Ian, you're looking great today, and people think I'm full of it, then they might guess that that was what... But you do look good today, so... Um, so if you want to come up with some sort of falsehood or untruth to share, I'll try to guess that. It's totally up to you. We'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> I'm, and again, I'm not claiming that this never happens, you know, accidentally on the show. It probably happens pretty much every week on the show accidentally. But today I'll do one that's on that's, purpose. That's why we have that's why we have On Stark and Wiki that's Brian. That's right, because those guys correct they're, us they're and they're, right they're, they're awesome and it's, it's great to have them uh, on here. So, uh, so welcome to the show. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Great shirts, uh, T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies online for you to uh, check out if you're a cigar lover. Snarky sayings and wonderful cigar goodness uh, available at MyCigarShirts.com where the T-shirts start at under 20 bucks, which is pretty good because some some sites you go on, you go, wow, that's a great shirt, and it's like $38. Are you they know? working on a smoking and toasting design Yes, yet? Yes, they are. In fact, there's a whole new a spring lineup about to hit on, uh, uh, on MyCigarShirts.com. When do so, I 
I get to do the runway? Uh, oh, well, whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready. Whenever I, I, you can't turn, I can't turn left, though. Yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, because your right side's your good side? The whole, the whole Zoolander thing. <laughs> okay, you know, yeah, I got it. Okay, yeah. I forgot about that. That's great. Uh, what, a, what a great movie that was. Uh, I want to say thanks to our special guests last week, Peter Clifton and Cody, from The Ready Room and from Ritual. And Peter Clifton totally withheld a huge piece of information from us last week. He's closing Ritual. What? But he's opening it back up as, you're going to love this, a Korean barbecue joint. What? Have you had Korean barbecue? <laughs> I had, it, I had it several is, months is, ago is for the first time. Is this the April Fool's thing? No, no. I swear, this is not it. I mean, you can guess if you want, but this is not it. No, I just, uh, uh, my wife saw the article in the Chronicle and forwarded it to me yesterday. I was like, I, I don't believe this. Uh, but he is apparently opening it as a Korean barbecue joint. Now, if it's like the other Korean barbecue place that I went to a couple of months ago, which was my first time to do that, it's one where they have this... In the middle, it's kind of like, you know the Japanese restaurants where you go and the chef the comes hibachi, over and makes right, things right. on the hibachi. Well, it's got a smaller version of that, except you cook your own stuff. Uh-huh. They bring you raw food and you lay it out there mm-hmm. on the thing, vegetables and meats and stuff. The one I went to was delicious, but you know I smelled like Korean barbecue for like three days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't even shower it off. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, but it, but it was at least it was a pleasant uh, a pleasant aroma, right? You know, people would Remember, I'd be hey. in the elevator, people would go. Oh, that's nice cologne. You know? <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, that's what he's apparently doing with Ritual. I don't know when the date is to, to start it, but the Ready Room, of course, which is kind of across the parking lot from Ritual, is right. uh, going to continue to be their cocktail-forward uh, uh, drinking location. So I need to go back there again. I haven't yes. been there in oh, a it's while. Been, uh, it's been too long. So um, it's been an interesting week. I have gathered what I think are going to be some very interesting beers that we will try, along with all of these. And there's so many bottles out here. I'm, my mouth is watering It's beautiful. Right now. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Jump in, man. I just realized... I didn't bring any glasses. Oh, I've got cups. Yeah, we got cups. If you don't mind, <laughs> if you don't mind the plastic cup bourbon experience, oh, no. we'll be all good. No, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. So no, I've got we it. We will survive care. this. Yes. And as far as beers are concerned, um, from Abita Brewing in Louisiana, we'll be trying their Mardi Gras Bach. Nice. Which is I haven't tried that. I are, love their Turbo so they're Dog. Not, they're not doing Mardi Gras this year, right? In in New Orleans? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I think they're hoping for next think, year, but yeah. I think this year was. I think that uh, time was passed. This year, the time has passed, and there were no floats yes. and no parades. Uh, but the Mardi Gras Bach is here, and we'll be trying that from Unknown Beer Company in Bayshore, New New York. The Science of Selling. It is a mango milkshake IPA. So that will be huh. uh, something interesting to try. And then from Salt Fire Brewing Company, Salt Lake City, Utah, the Salt Fire Barrel-Aged Baltic Porter, which should be... I love porters. The, <laughs> and barrel-aging doesn't hurt them and at all, does Being Baltic-style porters, <laughs> yeah. they're even better. Yeah, very, very good. So, so uh, interesting tastings, I see. And you... Nick, did you bring something with you that you did not have last time? Was there something something you said was special? Do you want to reveal it now? Or are you waiting? Uh, no, let's wait till we. Okay, till we fair, get fair enough. Wait till we're tasting. Yeah, I'm okay uh, with that. I'm looking forward to it. Um, there is a new proposal, cigar smokers, that I'm going to tell you about that we have got to get active on immediately with our friends in Cigar Rights of America and the other organizations that let help me, to let represent me guess. us. Uh, the government. 
or some agency is trying to stop us from smoking and or uh, tax us outlandishly? It is the latter. There's a massive tobacco tax proposal. Right now, it's only a proposal. It's not been voted on. Because... The percentage that tobacco is taxed right now can't possibly be enough. Oh, no. They need to raise it by 1,000%. 1,000%. Seriously? That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it is. Is that so that they can drop it to another 100% and make it sound reasonable? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Unbelievable. Uh, but it is. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing. Cigar Aficionado has released their list of... Ten smokes to light up for spring. We'll see if we can uh, bounce through that. I also will have some new cigars to watch for. And um, in drinking news, which is our uh, segment where we love to play a uh, love, to, love to play a little song and love to bring you a, a story that is sometimes about drinking, but is always best enjoyed if you've been drinking. And by the time we get there, we will have been drinking. So today's uh, drinking news teaser headline is. Cletus, is that you? See, that worked. Uh, so, so ever since you've been bringing the, the ukulele into the show, I think we've our production value has gone up about 1,000%. Or, or down. It's hard to tell in well, this case. I was going to say, which would tell you how poor our production value was to begin <laughs> with. But 1,000% <laughs> but appears to be our number for the day. So, so lots of good things to uh, talk about. Oh, and the, the top 50 uh, uh, list, I love these lists. Of the top 50 craft breweries in the United States by volume. In other words, the ones that actually produce and ship the most beer. So we'll see how some of your favorites uh, are doing in terms of volume. Obviously, the ones that are doing highest volume are going to be the ones that are probably doing the best these right, days right. in these uh, pandemic times. So uh, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, Nathan, how has the pandemic uh, impacted you guys from a distilling uh, point of view? Has it, you know, we hear that people are drinking more, but obviously they're not going to the bars. So any place you were getting poured at the bar, if that bar is not open or if they're open at a lesser yeah, capacity. The, the thing about people drinking more is an interesting phenomenon. That yeah. That's, I mean, the the actual research that's coming out now showed that in 2020, drinking significantly stopped, to slowed down. Really? Um, Boy, you know, that sure wasn't the case for me. I did my part, by the way, <laughs> just so just so I'm clear here. The, the you know the the you know money spent on alcohol went right. down. Um, so sales, uh, overall sales of alcohol have gone down. Well, it, um, and, but especially for the for the for craft. Right. Um, there's a there are a lot of my fellow craft distilleries that aren't around anymore wow. that were that were here. This and we had heard year. that this could definitely happen. We heard it for craft breweries and for craft mm-hmm. distilleries as well. Um, so the, I mean, you you had over the course of 2020, you had states like um, you know, uh, well, a bunch of them actually. Uh, I don't want to start naming them because it was over a dozen, I think, yeah. that started allowing shipping that weren't before. Right. We're allowing direct-to-consumer shipping. Right. Um, <clears throat> the, you know, the largest state left in the country, and has been for a while, that doesn't allow direct shipping of, you know, to consumers of their own products made by their own distilleries mm-hmm. is Texas. And that's, if I understand it correctly, it's because of the power of the uh, liquor distributors uh, and their clout with the state legislature and and what have you is that right? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, 
you said that. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot and have you say or, something or, you don't want to or say. It, or it could be that um, they're really just worried about alcohol getting into the hands of minors. Hmm. And that's why it's perfectly okay to ship beer and it's perfectly okay to ship wine and it's perfectly okay for other people to ship into our state. It's just illegal for us to ship to adult Americans who that, want that to makes buy it. perfect yeah. sense. So what you're saying is that they're really concerned about the about miners Tex in other states. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Te Tex Texas distilleries yeah. shipping their product and thereby competing with the you know the the big you know, guys. Uh, so I have a question: Can can you even get a credit card if you're underage? Can you get a credit card at like I, 15, 16 years old? Unless your parents get it for I, you, I you get know that. I have one at eighteen, I think. Yeah, because because I'm just wondering, wouldn't yeah. that eliminate most minors from being able to order? Well, there's well, there's three years there between eighteen and twenty one. Oh yeah. So, well, I'm not sure. only that, but there's that stringent thing. Anytime you go onto a website that has anything to do with alcohol, the very stringent uh, vetting process where it says, "Are you a, are you are you one or older?" A, 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 and you have to choose one of the two. You know, yeah. you can't you can't do that if you're not. There's yeah. a fifty percent chance that you could answer that question wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say there's a fifty percent chance it gets answered wrong on a on a pretty regular basis. But so but no, so you're that, right. So but, that that didn't happen in Texas and and should have, especially after the millions of dollars that we, you know, you that we distilleries, yes. you know, and uh, millions of dollars worth of hand sanitizer, right? Uh, that we gave out between. Uh, you know, March and and you guys got July. involved in that too, didn't you? Yeah, we yeah. Uh, we uh, that was that was a really intense a couple bet. of a couple of I months bet. there. Um, wow. But eventually, we ran out of uh, ran out of distilling uh, materials, and um, you know, we gave out all of our the hand sanitizer that we could. So, in a case like this, if sales slow down for you. Does the whiskey begin to collect? Does you, do you begin to have yeah. more basically stored? Yeah, essentially. So, essentially. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, that was something nice. I mean, it was nice that we were in a position to continue do, to continue right. producing, uh, and um, you know, and and we also expanded our our distribution into mm -hmm. you know a number of other states, right? Uh, uh, New York and New Jersey and North Dakota, and, um, and being you know, uh, we also we got our, our kosher certification uh, last year. So, how does time. that impact sales? I understand what it is, but how does it, does it? Are there places that you will be able to sell now that you wouldn't have seen much before? Yeah, okay. uh, larger, larger, larger cities: mm -hmm. Houston, right. Dallas, right, uh, Fort Worth. Makes sense. I just didn't know how big a deal it would be. You know, you know? New, New York, New York, and, New and Jersey. These, yeah. yeah, yeah, these cities. Are uh, you know gonna right. sure with a larger Jewish population and you've got the uh, time when that's you know a consideration so it makes and sense. There's also a larger a, a large part of the you know population that looks for that sticker on right. the products makes sense regardless of whether they're, they're, whether they're, it's a religious thing for yeah, them or not yeah, yeah. I get it so, okay I mean it was not a big deal for us because everything we do is kosher it turns out right now, I wouldn't have known this you know <laughs> I had no idea but you know after we looked into it. Turns out everything we did was everything that you do that is comes from nature, right? Um, you know that you're not manipulating in any way. So do you have to have a, a rabbi? Clean process. Do you have to have a rabbi come in and certify you as? Yep. You, you, that's really how it works. Oh yes. Oh wow, yeah. that's was, interesting. Now, if we'd have been a restaurant, or a dairy, mm -hmm. or a slaughterhouse, or oh, 
if we were a winery, especially if we yeah. were a winery, then it would have been a little trickier, uh, mm-hmm. quite a bit trickier. Uh, In- but because everything we're doing is just we're we're boiling corn. Yeah. We're adding, we're cooling it down, adding yeast, and then we're distilling that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, there's not a whole lot to it, and so it's really not very difficult to get, at, get that kosher certified. It's mainly about the cleanliness of your facility. Right. In add kosher certifying for distilleries as a rabbi to the list of things I'm still a little upset with my guidance counselor about. <laughs> no one ever told I us. Never, I never considered becoming a rabbi, but I might have converted <laughs> and become one if I had known my job could be to go to Rio Brazos and, and, it's literally, and, and te- check it all out. You know, besides teaching, I believe he was also a teacher, but, yeah. you know, for the most part, what this guy does is he goes from winery, brewery, restaurant, Distillery. Worst life ever. Yeah, I was going to say. Wow. Yeah. All right. right. We'll have a little heaven on earth there. That sounds good to me. Well, uh, so that's great that you guys got that. It's awesome. And I'm glad. I'm definitely glad that whatever it was that you had to do to to you know make it through these times are you seeing things pick up a little now? Now, yeah. And it was it was magic with the new year. Really. I mean this. I, the New Year was kind of where people said, "Screw it, I'm yeah. done with this." You know? I don't, I'm, 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 I'm knocking on wood right now. Yeah, you can hear me. Yes, but um, it, it's been, you know, it, so so far, uh, we're back where we were, making apologies for not being able to pick to keep up <laughs> well, with the demand. These uh, so. are the kinds of problems to have, right? Yes, they yeah. absolutely that's, that's are. That's a better so, place to be. Good. Well, I can't wait to get started with the tasting. We'll do that in the next segment. Uh, Ian, this is uh, as good a time as any, I suppose, for me to ask if you've had the opportunity to smoke something interesting this week. I did. I went by the uh, cigar shop this morning, sit down in the lounge, and was wandering through. And sometimes I like to pick up um, new stuff. Yeah. Uh, stuff I haven't seen before. And sometimes I like to pick up something that's been around for a long a time. A classic, something that's... A classic, yeah. and just try that. So I grabbed an Aging Room Quattro Original. Mm, the original. Now, see, the Quattro got a lot of attention mm-hmm. in the past couple of years, but it wasn't the original. It was the... You know the new uh, the ones blends the that they've the, done, yes. right? And the ones that uh, that scored so high in cigar yes. aficionado. So, yeah, and those are great. But I I don't know that I if I've had the original, I don't remember if I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, you know what, I'll try this. So I grabbed an, uh, the the uh, Espresivo size, which is a five by fifty Sumatra wrapper, Dominican binder and filler. The appearance on this dark chocolate uh, brown box press. Smooth, That's a great looking cigar. Smooth too. oily wrapper. Yeah, real classy band on it. Um, Mostly firm overall with some soft spots. Um, uh, the pre-light sniff on that mocha and coffee and earth. Like, it just, that was it. Like, pretty simple and beautiful. The pre-light draw on this, I used a clip. It was an effortless draw. Um, sweet and earthy with a touch of leather was what I kind of got off the pre-light draw. The uh, initial light, spicy, sweet, pepper, dark chocolate, rich earth, and oak. It was yum. A pretty rich initial mm-hmm. light. You know, a lot of times you get a blast of pepper, right? You don't and then taste it takes a lot of other things. Man, this thing was complex right out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the uh, first third of this sweet coffee and mocha dominate the palate with hints of leather, earth, nutmeg, and toast with oaky dryness, uh, sweet peppery retrohale, solid ash, perfect burn. I want you to uh, look at the pictures of the burn on this thing. This oh, thing, yeah, razor straight. This thing burned like a razor all the way down. It was crazy cool. 
The second third of this, big fluffy smoke, earthy flavors kind of move forward. The sweet coffee and mocha remain. Oaky finish ramped up a little bit. Solid ash. Perfect burn. I'm guessing that's going to be all the way through. Yes, the last <laughs> third of this, nothing new. It was all the same goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, it was fantastic all the way to the end of that. So it developed in flavors from the uh, from the initial light to the first third, and then it developed again to the um, yeah. second third. But then it kind of just remained, and it was really, really good. Um, price to quality. Uh, this is a $10.50 cigar for a 5x50. That's a little pricey for a small cigar. It's mm-hmm. not a huge cigar. Uh, I give it a solid five. It's yep. everything you'd want in a cigar. It's a great cigar, and at ten dollars and fifty cents, it smoked like a ten dollars and fifty cent cigar, including that love razor it. straight burn. Yeah, love that, love that. Well, that's awesome. So, uh, so I had a very interesting smoking experience as well this week, which I will share with you when we come back. We are going to take a break. When we return, the tasting begins. We will uh, break out some Mardi Gras Bach and whatever is first on the menu from uh, Nathan from Rio Brazos. So looking forward to that. We will uh, we will be getting excited here and. Back in just a moment. It's smoking and toasting. I'm trying to remember what we tried last time. We tried. What was the cigar you just said? That was the. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. It's the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com on the web with all kinds of cool stuff for you, the cigar-loving person who wears shirts. And most people do. So uh, so check them out. It's uh, MyCigarShirts.com because... Cigars. Cigars. The whole yeah. wearing shirt thing kind of depends on the party you're going to. Yeah, it kind of does. Uh, and I understand. And you had a birthday party coming up, so I I'll do. have to check the invite to see if it's shirt optional shirt or not. Optional. Well, it's gonna, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hang out at uh, Alan's uh, cigar lounge down there oh, in Galveston. Well, so. he regularly <laughs> works. He regularly mark? works and waits on customers without a shirt on. So I don't see why <laughs> you know we would be expected to do anything different, right? We'll be hanging out in the speedo room. <laughs> oh, oh no, <laughs> I will not be hanging out in the speedo room. I can guarantee you that for sure. Uh, so welcome back to the show. I am uh, I am uh, thrilled that we've got Nathan Barkman from uh, Rio Brazos Distilling on with us, and uh, we'll be getting to some whiskey in a moment. Ian, I do want to tell you about this cigar that I smoked because. Uh, there's a real connection to well, you. Well, you said it was interesting. Tell yeah, me about yeah, it. Yeah, it really was. And there's a real connection to you because you actually gave it to me. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, hey, uh, while uh, you're doing that, I'm okay. going to pour beer. Oh, please do. I love the... Uh, oh, nice. That's good. That's good. I thought it was going to bounce the wrong way, but we got a good uh, good cap bounce out of the, uh, <laughs> out of the Mardi Gras bot. Uh, no, a while back you gave this to me, and it's been in my humidor, and I've been. it was one of those things where I was kind of waiting for a special occasion. I just thought, screw it. Let's do it. This special occasion is uh, Nathan's coming on the show. It's number one twenty, uh, number 227. Let's do it. So, uh, so here we go. I pulled out of the humidor the Padron Siri 1926 number 90 Robusto that came in the little red aluminum tube that you gave me a while back. And it's been sitting in the humidor, and I was very excited about smoking this one. The cigar was blended to celebrate the 90th birthday of Jose Padron. Uh, 
Guy's been doing the. He's been around for ninety years and and do, blending tobacco for most of that time. Uh-huh. So uh, I think he's figured out what he's doing. Uh, Padrone only tells us that the number ninety is a Nicaraguan puro. They don't give us any you know detailed information about the regions that the tobacco comes from. So beyond that, we don't know too much about the composition. But it's all Nicaraguan tobacco. I slid it out of this tube, and interestingly, it was wrapped in cellophane inside the tube, which I think is the first time I've ever had a, a tubo that. You didn't pull, you know, just a naked cigar out of it. This right. one was still wrapped in cellophane. So, took the cellophane off. Uh, cigar looked beautiful, flawless uh, from the outside. Pre-light was rich and earthy, uh, with a bit of deep barnyard aroma. But it wasn't that like, really sort of light hay barnyard aroma. It was deeper. So I'm going to have to go back with my like a more fermented hay. Kind yeah, of and barnyard. I'm going to I'm going to have to go back with my word from last week. It had mulchiness. Mulchiness. Mulchiness, yes. <laughs> we, uh, we we still didn't figure out if that really is a word, but as far as we're concerned, it can be. <laughs> so like, Truthiness. Yeah, truthiness, right, exactly. <laughs> Mulchiness. Yeah. Mulchiness. So I used a punch, and I lit up the number 90, and it was instantly awesome. You talked about this with your cigar, where mm-hmm. it didn't take time for the complexity to show up. It was just Boom. White pepper, a little bit of leather, earth on the finish. Now, this is a smaller cigar, so I was thrilled that it didn't take, you know, the first inch for it to start showing its flavor profile. It was there just just right away. So that was that was really, really cool. Uh, by the time I got into the first inch, the flavor was full, uh, big and complex. Um, maybe the most enjoyable first third of a cigar I've smoked all year. It was just, nice. from the get-go, it was just fantastic. Really, really enjoyable. Uh, second third seemed even richer, if that was possible. Uh, a little bit of bourbon sweetness on the tongue. You know, not a sugar sweetness, but more like that that fermented uh, sort of mm-hmm. bourbon sweetness to it. Um, a nice nutty flavor worked its way into the profile. By the time I got to the final third, I was, I was completely wowed. What a great cigar. Uh, More leather and mulchiness, and that white pepper from the very beginning stayed consistent all the way through. Left a wonderful tang on the tongue, a little bit of saltiness to that. Awesome construction and absolutely wonderful, wonderful smoke. Now, the price is high, as you know, because you bought it and gave it to me. Um, So for such a small cigar and that high of a price... I really desperately wanted to give this higher than a five because it was so good. But in the end, a twenty dollar cigar, I just I just wouldn't have been comfortable paying twenty two for it. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I would pay twenty, so I'm gonna give it a solid five. And you know, I don't spend that much money on cigars most of the time. I prefer to have other people spend that much money on cigars and give them to me, like you did in this case. Mm-hmm. But um, but it was I, I would pay twenty bucks for this cigar again. It was that good. It was a special occasion, solid five. If you want to treat yourself, if you're celebrating something, um, this was as good as any Opus X, any Cuban that I've ever smoked. It was delicious. And see, I, I'm going to disagree with the last statement you made. Okay. And the reason and I'm that say, wasn't my fake April Fool's statement, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to say it's because when I reviewed this cigar, I actually gave it a five minus. A five minus. Like a until, four and a half ish. So what did you take away for? The last third of the cigar got bitter. Interesting. And awkward. And, I and didn't it wasn't really... very good. The first 
the first, first third, everything. Yeah, the first two thirds of this was everything you said, now, and the last bit of this got bitter, and I couldn't finish the uh, entire. So uh, interesting. Cigar. I, I did not have that experience, mm -hmm. so I didn't uh, take anything away from it. Very interesting. Um, it'd be interesting to look at the reviews of this online and see if anyone else experienced some bitterness in the final third. Right. Yeah, very, very interesting. But yeah, I got I got very bitter on the final third, and it was it it started off great. It did everything. I was super excited, and then it just really kind of let me down at the end. So five minus or yeah. five minus for you, and I'll give it a solid five. So yeah. good stuff. I mean, it would have gotten great reviews at a twelve dollars cigar. Oh boy, you're not kidding. If it had, <laughs> if it had even been like fifteen, sixteen dollars, I'd have given it a six, easy. You know. Um, yeah. Easy. But I mean, well, the deal is, it might actually be a twelve dollars cigar when you put the name Padron on it, and then you put a number after it. That's worth like eight dollars. Right. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> right. It's the Padron tax, I think, is what they call that. <laughs> Which, and I, and Padron that. makes great cigars, they so I'm I'm teasing a bit, but man, they they can get pricey pretty quick. Well, because you've poured the beer, we'll go here before the whiskey. Have you tried this? Yet? I have not. This is the Mardi Gras Bach from this is the Mardi Gras Bach uh, uh, from Abita. Uh, on the nose, I get a kind of a beer sort of a smell. It is. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll give you two words for this. Mm -hmm. Hoppy Bach. Yeah. It is hoppy. It is a hoppy Bach. You're right. Now, how does that strike you? Cause I don't you're really not, like it that much. You're not Mr. Hops, right? It's okay. It's drinkable, yeah. but I'm not really a big fan of that. I like my Bach to have a little more of that. Of the maltiness. Malt finish yeah. and less less of that hoppy. Because this, this has a bitter, to me, it has a bitter... Uh, uh, not a very pleasant aftertaste to it. See, but the aftertaste to me is is hops. It's all hops, and I don't. That's not necessarily it's, a negative. But it's not gelling with me the way I want it to. Yeah. How are you feeling yeah. about this? Citrusy. It's citrusy. Very, it's, yeah. it's, uh, I got fruit on the aftertaste, which I guess, you know, you could, you could, maybe translate that as bitter. Like, yeah. uh, but you're not you know. you're not necessarily expecting fruitiness from a Bach. Nah. You're expecting more that maltiness and the yeast sort of uh, vibe to it. You know, yeah, yeah no, uh, baking spice type uh, type stuff. Uh, it it does taste like kind of a of a hybrid between like a Shiner Bach and a fairly light IPA. Yeah, I, I'm, I, no, I'm. No, you're right. A Bach should have that cracker toast. Mm -hmm. Something to pretzel. It. If you're a, yeah, you know, if yeah, you're an it, IPA this, this lover, though, but if you're an IPA lover, though, this might be the Bach for you. Oh yeah, yeah, I would agree. I, I'm not jiving with the with the finish on this. The uh, the aftertaste is just not doing it for me. The the rest of it I like, but the aftertaste is mm. killing it for me. Well, I will admit I'm kind of digging it. Doesn't say what. Uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a a beat of Mardi warm day. Yeah, beer. Yes, for sure. A Vita sure. Mardi Gras Bach is brewed with pale Pilsner and caramel malts in German Pearl hops. Oh, German Pearl. I say I don't know that hop. Uh, our Bach is similar to German Mailbox with its rich malty flavor and full body. Mardi Gras Bach brings the fun of carnival season to you wherever you are. I, you know, I just don't like the hoppiness. It's it's too bitter. Interesting. Interesting. And it's not it's not the fun kind of bitter for me like a like an ESB or right. a. Because it's not that be bitter. bitter. Like, it's not as bitter as an ESB. No, it, it's but it's not different... the right kind of bitter either. Mm, all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. It's not my favorite, but uh, I kind of like the experimentation, I guess, is, is what I would say. I like a lot of things different. from a beta. Uh, their turbo yeah. dog is hard to beat. That is a great I'm great not beer. a big fan of the purple haze, though. No. Purple haze is a little weird that, for that me. That's quite sweet. good for me. Yeah, a little, sweet. little bit. Yeah. Yes, a little bit of sweetness. It reminds me of you know the first for a while I wouldn't drink uh, fruity fruited beers because the first ones I tried were like those lambics and stuff and they were just like 
Oh, see, I like a sweet. But I don't well, like the cherry wheat from uh, uh, Sam Adams. That was the one I tried, I think. Because yeah. that's the wrong kind <laughs> of sort of. Yeah. 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 With you on that. With you on that. Although they do make some great beers. That's But not then Raspberry favorite. AF came out. Oh, see, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Bring me some. Oh, is, are they still making that? We're yeah, gonna oh, have, yeah. Uh, I still see it on a cap. We're going to have a guest from uh, St. Arnold on in a few weeks. Aaron from St. Arnold, nice. who has not been on the show before, uh, will be joining us in a couple of weeks, and so we'll have to ask him, you know, is that a is that a year-round? Do you do you do it as a seasonal? They've put out so many new beers, St. Arnold has, in they the have, last year. That's kind of interesting to see. Are they shifting to a, you know, a sort of a make a beer for a while and then do something else approach, or are they keeping, you know, they're keeping flagship, uh, flagship flavors, so... Be interesting to see. By the way, and uh, what are we going to follow that one up with? Well, I think we're gonna. I think we should follow it with whichever the first, uh, whichever the first uh, whiskey is that Nathan thinks we should take. I did want to mention that uh, we were talking about hand sanitizer earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, Bruce Stark in the uh, show comment says he used so much hand sanitizer that every time he pees, he cleans the toilet. So <laughs> I, I, I did comment on that. Yeah. I said, you're not supposed to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's uh, unless you're Kitty Dukakis, do not drink the uh, hand. <laughs> sanitizer so um, so nathan is this is this one totally sealed in the wax or no no okay i thought this maybe, is um, i thought maybe you were taking the wax off with your hands ooh, i was this gonna is, we're going to figure out to how the, we did that yeah. we're going straight to new and fancy this is actually not a this is not a, a bottle this is not a um a packaged whiskey this okay. is a uh well i see that it's, it's a masking tape whiskey yeah this is a this is a barrel sample i just that's, took on the way out the door that's a new kind of label no. uh, nice. I, I was late getting here and i just stopped and picked up the uh, the barrel sample I, i'd forgot i'd forgotten to get this this is one of those things that is just <laughs> think about the ability to do that oh i'm running late what can i do hey, just give me a sample of that barrel right there i'll take it with me where see, exactly wonderful. is your uh, distillery located uh college station college station that's right okay. so it's a Five minutes from Kyle Field, which is the right. the largest stadium in North America, but five minutes right behind that stadium, and you're in the country. Are you an Aggie? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Actually, I graduated from New Mexico State University, mm-hmm. so yes, I am an Aggie. Do, do you <laughs> but, but, but not a Texas but, Aggie. But, but, in that, but in that town, you just don't. It's just right. easier to do, say do no. Do you have to wear uh, <laughs> Do you have to wear maroon on game day so people don't look at you crazy? Well, they will. I do. I do because. That, that it's your town. You're it, participating with it's, the. Uh, it's so fun when you get. To, I mean, once you get into it, once you're at when you're when you're on the maroon side mm-hmm. at Kyle Field, and you're stomping and spitting and yelling <laughs> and it, I mean, you really get. I, I you get into it. Yeah, it took it's me a year or two to get into it. But on a game yeah. day, it's absolutely <laughs> insane. There. I know that. I know that I will get some flack for saying this, but I actually go so far. As to when I'm driving up past College Station, when I'm driving north from uh, Houston, I actually stop a mile or two before and make sure I put on something burnt orange as I drive through. <laughs> oh, you're just yeah, that's, you're just pushing buttons. Yeah, that's that's just that's my plan. You know, <laughs> if I forget to wear it out of the house, I I will stop and and change clothes before I drive through. It's you know it, you you got to do what you got to do. There, right? you know, so yeah, the, the, the school I, loyalty between uh, between people that I've met from. Uh, Texas A&M and um, uh, Texas University of Texas. Uh, yes. University of Texas yeah. is what I was trying to come up with. Is unreal. I've got a friend of mine whose mom went to University of Texas, and in his living room, he inherited her burnt orange piano, and it's a grand <laughs> piano. It's not like 
Uh, yeah, I bet it's a sight to see, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Well, Grand piano. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I will say this for Aggie, and my brother's an Aggie, which is one of the reasons that reason he oh, yeah. one graduated of the reasons from Texas A&M. Right, yeah, so one of the reasons I'm always like messing with him about it. But the reality is, I don't know of uh, really any college where the fans are more crazy loyal. Yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely. I mean, people are just nuts up there. Maybe like I, Ole Miss. If Maybe. you're going to be a farmer, I guess, you know, it's... And that's that's the thing about... It's a wonderful it, diversion. It's li- living in that town yeah, too you it, feel it, it really it's, a, it's a sense of community it's, a it is definitely an and us versus the rest of the world there's a reason right. that it's <laughs> the only college town that i know of that has the word college in the name of the town oh yeah you know <laughs> I mean, they take it very very seriously well speaking of taking it seriously tell me about this barrel so we um we we wanted it to make delicious. a we wanted to make a, a malt whiskey and we'd never okay. we'd never made one before okay so, uh, so so how does that differ then from from what you your normal process would be uh we're th- like for instance this is uh 70% corn right 15% uh malted barley or right. and uh 20% wheat okay um the, the this bourbon and same with this bourbon that's our general that's our bourbon kind of your standard yeah um we wanted to make a single malt which means all malt all all from the same in the same distillery mm-hmm. on the same day. Right. Uh, for for those who don't know, when you say single malt, and you'll hear this thrown around a lot with scotches and stuff, they're telling you two things. They're telling you it's a single house that it was made, a single place, a single mm-hmm. distillery or facility, and that the primary is malt in the uh, mash bill. So uh, MBS Seeds uh, uh, is a uh, a seed company in Texas. They've mm-hmm. been around for forever. They uh, they acquired the barley malt from Mustang Malts in Denton, Texas. Why? They're a uh, the actual floor malting facility. They malt uh, uh, two row barley for breweries and distilleries in Texas using barley malt that was grown by Texas family owned farms. That's awesome. So that's Very and that's cool. a big part of all farm all, to bo- all, farm to bottle. Right. Yeah. That's part of, part of you know the the corn and the and the the malt and the and the uh the wheat that we're using in all of our spirits are are you know certified grown in Texas. That's awesome. But this all came from one batch uh one crop of one crop, two yeah. row malt two row malted barley all malted at the same place in Texas and then we took it uh, and made four, we have we have to do four four cooks four mm-hmm. mashes right uh, then distill each one of those mashes to what uh, we, we call a first run mm-hmm. um, so that we get a, a bunch of uh, low wines we usually blend those low wines with the faints from our previous run so a lot of the character and body comes from in a whiskey mm-hmm. this didn't have any faints because it was the first time we'd ever made it. Right. So there was no faints from the previous run to put okay. into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So instead of filling four or five 30-gallon barrels like we would normally do, we only filled two 30-gallon barrels. That's yeah. all, all the whiskey that we made with it. And then it sat for another nine months. And then we got in some uh, number two char 53-gallon barrel. And we'd t- gone back and forth about it because in, in the United States, if you make if you make scotch, if you try to make scotch, if you try to make malt whiskey and you put it into a, a, a second use or a, a used oak barrel mm-hmm. the way that you would in India or Scotland mm-hmm. or anywhere else they make scotch, right? Um, then it, you, it, it's whiskey, the, the technical term for that is whiskey 
distilled from malt. Right. It's not it's malt not whiskey. Malt whiskey. You can't call it malt whiskey in this country because it wasn't put into a first use charred oak barrel the same way as bourbon okay. or rye whiskey. So in this case, it was a first use charred oak barrel because we transferred it into we transferred both of these barrels into a larger 53 gallon barrel. Okay. And they'd also lost over that you know lost quite mm-hmm. a bit of volume sure. over that mm-hmm. nine months. So all but about four gallons fit in. So there's four okay. gallons left in the other barrel, and then the rest is, is this. Is in that bottle. Okay. And we already sold the other barrel, the, 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 the four gallons. We're releasing that here in, in a, next month, and all of those bottles are, are spoke, spoken, are for, spoken yeah. for. Okay. Oh, how neat. Right. So, well, I'll tell you, on the nose, it's actually surprisingly, um, for all the talk of malt, it's actually surprisingly like a rye or, or, or I still get a little bit of corn on the nose. I get a minerality on the nose. Maybe, that really maybe like. I'm maybe I'm confusing it with that. But it was, you know, I was expecting from what you were saying. I was expecting this this really malt forward, and what I was getting is more of a um, just more of a, a sort of standard whiskey uh, vibe on the nose. Really delicious. That's the thing. That's what we're we're really starting to learn as this stuff this has ages. Interesting, and I'm going to use uh, I'm going to use the term here, but I mean it in the best way. It has kind of a bitter sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that are really exactly. like like bitter sweetness, like a dark chocolate has, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of chocolatey notes. I was gonna say, yeah, I'm getting some chocolate for sure. And, and a lot of that has to do with the the chard oak. That that wasn't in our tasting notes from a year ago. You know, a, a year That's ago after it, it had all barrel. only spent three months in a number two. A number two is a very light char. Right. Uh, uh, some of the main bur- you know your mainstream bourbons. Do you know that? What's the uh, how many that, seconds but... of burning is a number two char? Do you remember? Oh. Like I can't remember off the top of my head. I think a yeah, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say on this second range or forty second range yeah. or something. Uh, I'm not going to start lying on this radio. Yeah. <laughs> There's people out there that know. And uh, <laughs> you could always be uh, you know be joining with us on the April Fool's prank, and that could be your thing where you said you know that was my, that was my lie. <laughs> yeah, no, on the show was, today. yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, but that's. Uh, I, I tell you what, it's got such a um, um, such a distinct upfront whiskey hug. It doesn't wait to come uh-uh. back around. No, it's right you there. Get, you get it right away. It in, is in you a know, wonderful it's way. It's punchy. It's 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 punchy right up front, mm. flavor wise too. It's very mm-hmm. bold flavor overall. This is a very bold whiskey. Um, yes, it is. That's the right but word. But in a and also in a good way. It's not bold like. <clears throat> Like it makes you jerk back and go, "What did I just do?" Oh in no, my it's face? Very, it's very flavorful yeah. in its in its uh, boldness. I mean, it, you're you're right. It packs a little bit of a punch, but the second that begins to recede, your mouth just begins to perceive oh. all this flavor. I, pro- I probably should have po- po- pointed out the uh, probably one twenty one. Okay, yeah, it's pretty yeah. big. Yeah, so it's so this is not something people would be able to find. Uh, because the bottles are all spoken for out of that barrel, right? Right, right. So we and got, then we'll, we just got a little of the of the extra. We're going to release uh, this this barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, will be released uh, probably near the end of the year. Are nice. these the and kinds of barrels that? Uh, so this has still got some development mm-hmm. to yeah, go. Yeah, because um, two years. I mean, it's two and a half years in uh, in oak. Mm-hmm. But you're not allowed to refer to the time in oak. You're in the age only statement. Allowed, yeah, only, only allowed to refer to the to original. The yeah. time in the new charred oak barrel. Makes sense. So makes we sense. can put something on there like double wood, double oak, that kind of thing. But we can't actually tell people how long you can't add it's that spent time into it. 
in in the barrels because that would be deceptive yeah. to tell people well, the truth about what happened. Are these the type of projects that you do that someone like a Specs or a Houston Bourbon Society will say, we want that, the exclusive to that barrel? Yes. And they'll do it on a, like a special label uh, of your product that that will be on the shelf, right? Yes, and that's what we're finding more and more, especially this last year. That's and kind people of people seem to be really into that. Like that's become a real fast-growing trend. This game is this game is a big part of why we've been doing, you know, why we've been doing well. There's, been doing what you've there's doing. a yeah. large number of people. I think in the whiskey community and in the beer community, um, in, in craft craft mm -hmm. um, spirits and and drinks in the community, I think there's a lot. To be said about people liking diversity of flavor, agreed. Uh, where you don't get in the general public because the general public's going to say, "I'm a Miller Lite drinker, and that's what I drink or, every or I time." Or I drink Jack Daniels every time. I, I like that forward. consistent yeah. taste, or right. Jack Daniels, or Crown Royal, or whatever it is. No, you're right. I don't want this to taste like Whistle Pig. So if I, I think, want Whistle Pig, I'll buy Whistle Pig. Well, but what, you know? what, what, what I it, think that the reason like some of these single barrels are becoming so popular is because when you have the single barrel, when that run is done, there's that's the end of that well, barrel. You, it's your also, next one's going to be a different single barrel. It's also a fun part of the adventure. You got friends over. You're like, let me break out something a little special. This is not, you know, something that you're going to be able yeah. to go and buy because it was a uh, right. it was a limited release. And check it out. And it's part of the, you know, one of the wonderful things about how drinking has evolved in the craft era is it's become very much about the shared experience. You know, so many of the uh, of the bottles that we have, like this Baltic Porter we're going to have later. This is the type of thing that I think you would not just open at home and drink by yourself, necessarily. Right. It's the type of thing you <clears throat> wait till you got a friend over, right. and you're going to share it and we'll talk it, about yeah. it. And, and, and it, I think it's the same for these really special barrels. And I th what, what's happening more and more is people are asking more more questions. I mean, you said that we I could just pick out whichever one of your, your barrels within a certain range mm -hmm. for that price that I wanted. Well... How about if you just make one for me and start aging it? Would you know for that for that price? Would that be a competitive price? And I, the answer is yes. We you mm -hmm. know, we can do that for a competitive price. But if you're going to go ahead and do that, then why not just tell me how you want to make it? How you want me to make it? Right. What, I mean, what, if you want what a, do you want you, us to be if you want aiming a, for? If you want a wheated bourbon, <clears throat> then why 20% wheat? Why not 40%? Why not 49.5% wheat? Right. In in the bourbon, make it as wheated a bourbon as you want. We'll sit that back and age that, and let's put while we're at it, let's put your name on it instead of right. mine. Uh, I mean, mine has to go under distilled by, right? But we can, you but know, we can co-brand something like this. Yeah, in which case, if you're selling that at your bar or your restaurant, then why shouldn't you, you know, benefit from from ha uh, from selling that? Put, right. Put, put your, your name on it. Put your I name on it. This. I love it. Yeah. This is this is how I'm loving seeing the business yeah. evolve. You know, it's really awesome. And that's not you know. Eight years ago, that wasn't when it was brought up to me. I thought I said uh, that's not how the business works, and you know, and it wasn't. Nobody would have. But it's becoming more and more when now. We, when it? we started this yeah. eight years ago, that wasn't a that wasn't wasn't a, a thing a yeah. thing. Yeah. Now it's something that everyone's asking about. Love it. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and taste something. We have a short segment coming up. We'll uh, we'll taste something right at the front of that. So go ahead and pick something good. And uh, we will be right back with more uh, with Nate from Rio Brazos Distilling. This is just really outstanding. I love seeing you looking at there's it. A, there's a real punchiness. I just really, really like how 
Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. It's show number 227, and we are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Available on the web, MyCigarShirts.com, because... Cigars. Yes, thank you very much. Do you have any of that, uh, that uh, Abita Bach left? Uh, I don't. Is there any left in the bottle? Yeah. Pour me just a little. Is it? Does it do something interesting with this whiskey? I, I would say interesting is the word. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Watch, watch what your whiskey does to this beer. <laughs> it, Whoa! It basically skunks the beer. Yeah, it's so. In, I mean, <laughs> not something you really want to do. Ooh! Wow! Yes. Yeah, that's one of the one of the harshest clashes I think we've had. You know, why does it do and, that? Surprising because it's Bach. Well, all you're tasting is the hop and the, right. that that hop it's, bitter. It's kind of weirdness. knocking out the malt, and you're getting everything else. I think in the beer, so, yeah. And your it doesn't so work malty without the malt. You're not tasting any malts in there. It's like having a candy bar and then mm. trying to drink a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It's just gonna taste like soda so water. You know? I had to go back to the beer to to flesh that out. That uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, back to the back to the whiskey. Yeah. To flesh that out. That was. Uh, that's a, so um, while Nathan is pouring uh, the next one, uh, I want to mention that the Premium Cigar Association, the P, uh, PCA, has sent out the following alert. Senator Durbin from Illinois has reintroduced a massive, massive is the only word that describes this, unless you want to go with gargantuan, uh, tobacco tax increase as part of a bill that is otherwise intended to address maternal mortality. Buried inside S411, which is the name of the bill, the Mothers and Offspring Mortality and Morbidity Awareness Act, are changes to the tax code that would treat the entire tobacco industry as cigarettes. That would result in an estimated 500 to 1,000% tax increase for premium cigars, depending on the size. And... A sixteen hundred and fifty percent increase on the tax for pipe tobacco. Unbelievable! Yeah, it's amazing these things actually even get proposed. It's just—I mean, it's absurd. I, so, I have to think that there's an underlying there's a there's an angle there there's an mm-hmm. underlying angle there that they're going for because he got he's got to know that they're not going to do that at a thousand percent. Right. But he's got to think. Well, if I propose a thousand percent, maybe if it's buried in the bill. Maybe see this, two, oh yeah, maybe you know? somebody doesn't read it. Yeah, I mean, but but also your your point. They got to go. They got to have somewhere to go with these. You got to ask for a thousand percent to then get your hundred percent. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that yeah. that's going to be where it goes. And, and the truth is, it's already unreasonable. Can you imagine what a thousand percent tax does? Let's take a dollar. Let's yeah. say you buy, uh, um, what's the uh, one dollar cigar? Backwoods cigar. Yeah. Right for a dollar, what does that raise the price to? A thousand percent, right? Yes, that is now a ten dollar cigar, right? Holy cow! For a backwoods? For a backwoods? Yeah, no, that's that's ridiculous. So, listen, it's it's ridiculous. This is one of those that's two cartoons. Go to the PCA website, read this story. There is a link there. You can click on to sign the petition and have your voice heard. Uh, contact your congressman, uh, and uh, we'll have Trey Boring on the show in a few weeks, and he will tell us what to do, what the best way is to fight this. Before yeah, this is a, a great thing. time to get him on because yeah. you know uh, I have words for that particular. Isn't it's just so interesting to me? Like we just dodged the bullet on all that other regulation for premium cigars, and now boom! Like not even you know three weeks later. 
here comes this. And this is what they have to be worried about in 2021. Yeah, right. Of all the things that that they need to be worried about, it's not about, and and let me just, I know this is a short segment, but let me just say this. It's not about getting vaccines into people's arms. And let me just say, I just had my second shot, so I'm fully vaccinated now. And if you're one of those people that's been, you know, reading the conspiracy theories on the web that says it's going to mess you up, I am fine. I'm thrilled to be vaccinated. And one of these days I may be able to go outside without, you know, wearing a mask and, and hang out with my friends and, and, and you know, drink I and have a birthday party. You have like a left foot growing out well, of your neck. that is true. <laughs> out of my ear over here. That's, that's normal. I had that before. I got, I got yeah, my I, th- I think I saw that before. So, uh, I got my first shot just <laughs> yeah. the other day. So yeah. I'm like right yeah. behind you. And, and how you doing, buddy? Like you, so far, I'm, yeah. I think I'm okay. Yeah, you don't look like a mutant ninja turtle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm just saying, don't, don't, don't buy into the hype. It's uh, it's it's just it's just fine. Um, so now we have a clear spirit, Nathan. What is this? Oh, this is my whistle stop. Okay. This is the very first thing we we made. Is mm-hmm. our uh, corn whiskey? Right, and this is something you can get in stores and stuff. Like you know, this yes. is not a this is not a specialty product. But no. you, you went is, ahead and released this. And, and this said, is we just made it clear. clear. Yeah. This is this is our actually no color to our, our very first product that we made in 2013. Right after we started making it, right after we were approved, literally the de- the next day. So that's whiskey. That's straight yeah. up whiskey. <laughs> straight yeah. up with as that straight is, up as straight up as it gets. But it's really delicious. It's I mean, not trying to be anything else. Right. It's clean and clear, and and uh, this would this would be great in cocktails. I would. I, think. Well, I was going to ask, how does this mix? That's the that's its um, that's really that's its, its, its forte. It, its niche because it has a whiskey flavor. Now you obviously you're you can, not getting the flavors. You're not getting like you're not the getting chocolate, all the, the and a whole bunch of the, vanilla yeah, right, and all that other stuff. But it does have very corn forward kind of mm-hmm. sweetness to it. That's pleasant. The r- red Manhattan. Basically, you want to use uh, the Fee Brothers. Any kind of you know uh, uh, standard bitters, um, and then. Uh, uh, just make a, a Manhattan in the proper light. It's red, mm-hmm. so they call mm-hmm. it a. a, a, a red there's a, several restaurants in mm-hmm. College Station that that have that, and you know they'll call it a red Manhattan or a maroon maroon Manhattan. I was going to say, yeah, put some purple food coloring in, in there or something, yeah, and, and you'll sell more under under you know phosphor, uh, phosphorus light uh, fluorescent, fluorescent light, lighting. Yeah. It, it, it's a pink Manhattan, but hey, <laughs> you know. Close enough. Um, and, Under fluorescent lighting, my hair looks purple. It makes, so, uh, <laughs> but with, with you know, if you're putting it with tonic, mm-hmm. it backs a ton- it backs a tonic. It's not really nice, yeah. Like uh, you know, uh, it's got the same the same uh, volatile oils that you have in in a, in a good gin mm-hmm. um, th- that back the tonic. Right. If you've ever had a vodka tonic, you know that that's poison that's freaking terrible because there's no oil to back right. the tonic right uh, i know there are some people who drink that mm-hmm. god help them but this you actually into a you actually can, exactly exactly <laughs> that's the idea you, this you can put into um into it with, with the tonic and the mm-hmm. oils because the oils will back the tonic. So yeah. this right. is this is not unpleasant to drink by itself. No, it's not. Right. No, but it's, not at all. It's actually, quite and, good. And almost by the lack of character, it it stands out as as its own kind of character. It's kind right. of interesting. I'm not trying right. to. It, it well, feels, there's no. It um, tastes very pure. Yeah, yeah. it's very People simple. People will, will use terms like popcorn, uh, cra- uh, you know, uh, pop tarts, pop, you know, uh, corn corn pops. Right. 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 The the sweetness is uh, artificial. There's no sugar. There's nothing in, right. in any of my whiskey. 
um, besides whiskey and water. But those corn oils, without any of the wood, without any of those those oak uh, lactones, mm-hmm. tricks your tongue <clears throat> is tricked into thinking, into thinking it's sweet. that there's sugar somehow right, right. working on my palate. It's right. not. It's just oil. What does uh, this retail for? This, I believe, is thirty bucks mm-hmm. at your at your big box yeah. store. So and this would be a great addition to the bar then for making cocktails. Thirty thirty one dollars yeah. in the corner store. Love it. Yeah, love it. All right. So this is a short segment. We're going to take a break and come back. We have uh, a lot to get to yet, including um, liquid bake sales that have been going on, raising funds for uh, Texas Craft Brewers Guild. We'll tell you about that, how you can get involved. And, of course, we're about a segment away here from smoke, uh, from, uh, from uh, drinking news, which is always fun. So uh, stand by and more whiskey to taste, too. More whiskey. As well as a mango milkshake IPA. We'll see how that pairs with the whiskey. <laughs> Coming up. It is smoking and toasting. I just love, you know, we wound up having to change about, you know, I don't know, 50, 60 shows ago. We wound up having to change all of the music on the show just because of uh, of uh, concerns over, you know, uh, broadcaster or streaming rights to certain things. So all the music on the show we have permission to use as a as a stream. And uh, I got to say, I, I love the music bumpers we're using on the show right now. You know, it's just it's just super fun. You know? some groovy stuff. Uh, speaking of music, I don't usually pay that much attention to the Grammy Awards, but I wanted to mention this. My wife wanted to watch it this year, and I usually am like, ah, oh, Grammy. Uh, you know, uh, we did watch it, and I have to say, Grammys this year were really entertaining. I actually have a new favorite, like, band of the moment. Ian, are you familiar with the Black Pumas? No, I thought okay. you were going to say Megan the Stallion. Well, she was on it, and, 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 and all of that, but listen, the Black Pumas. I have so many problems with Megan the Stallion. The Black Pumas. Name. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Black Pumas. <laughs> yeah. It, um, I wasn't aware of them until I saw the Grammys, which is why I got to give the Grammys some props for actually exposing me to some, because I pay a lot of attention to music, but I had not checked these guys out. They performed. They were fantastic. It was kind of like you split Gary Clark Jr. into two human beings. That one's yours. Uh, and then uh, there was, oh, no, I'm wrong. Adam, did you already take your beer? Okay, he's got it. Uh, it's kind of like they split Gary Clark Jr. into two guys. One was like this older white guy that plays this badass blues guitar. And then the other one was this super charismatic, short dread black guy with a, an amazing voice, just soulful, one of the most incredible vocalists I've heard in a long time. They're funky and they rock. And it's awesome. And I have to say, I was really surprised for the entire show at how good all the performances were. Mickey Guyton, Taylor Swift, DaBaby, although I hate his name still, but the performance was great. Uh, Haim, or Haim, or Haim, however you pronounce him. Uh, Megan The Stallion, Cardi B, Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes, Chris Martin from Coldplay, Harry Styles was great. Silk Sonic, which is Anderson Pock and Bruno Mars, and a couple—they were great. I'm telling you, every one of these was absolutely fantastic. And I can't remember the last time I watched the Grammys and thought the performances uh, you know, were the, that good. The after the Grammy talk, um, and and the amount of people that were surprised that Megan The Stallion kind of looked like a stripper. 
Oh, that shouldn't have surprised you, but um, yeah. <laughs> hello. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> In any case, anybody home there? I'm going to have to rethink my take on the Grammy Awards because uh, I've been pretty, you know. Dubious about the Grammys ever since they gave Jethro Tull the best metal Grammy in 1987. That uh, was an yeah. awkward one. I mean, yeah. Jethro Tull should get some stuff because they're oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, they should, yes. But, but that not, was that was but awkward. Not best metal album. Yeah. That was, <laughs> anyway, that was anyway, so just just uh, you can watch. Here's the great thing: you don't have to have actually watched the Grammys. All of the clips are on YouTube. So go and check out the Black Pumas. I'm telling you, your new favorite band. I love these guys. They're absolutely awesome. So, all right. Uh, we have poured some beer, and this is the, uh, this is the mango milkshake. The, the science of selling. The science of selling from Unknown Beer Company in Bayshore, from New Destination York. Destination Unknown Beer Company. What can, you, what can you tell us about this, Ian? Um, New oh, England smells, IPA brewed with like <laughs> mango and lactose. It definitely has that mag, that lactose yeah. uh, it, it really, silkiness to it. It really smells like a smoothie. And mouthfeel, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, it tastes, it, there's a picture of a, a mango like smoothie. Like a mango smoothie. That's exactly what it tastes like. And it tastes pretty much exactly like that. It's it's sweet in a good way. Uh, I think it's delicious. What do you uh, think, it's It's nice. I like it. It's also an oddly high 7.2%. Mm. But does it have IBU listed on there? Sometimes they. I don't see an IBU on there. Sometimes they do, and sometimes it, they don't. Yeah. It tastes really bitter, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have that. But it's not bitter fruit, like that fruit vodka beer. we had a little while ago. But I still no. think it's a hot bitter, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it, oh, no, it's it doesn't, a hot bitter, but, but it's it, not it, that. It doesn't have like. quite that. Uh, I'm missing the adjective. Be- well, because of the lack that, dry, that dryness yeah. on the on the right. uh, on dank the... or pine cone. Yeah. Well, because yes, of because that. of the lactose that's in it that it's brewed with, uh, it has a mouthfeel that really is kind of like a smoothie. Yeah. yeah. You know, it really is. You almost are expecting. I mean, look to find, at it. It looks like a smoothie, but it's it not sweet. Like, it's like almost you're expecting sweet. to find pulp. A little bit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're right. It's not sweet. It's got a a, a definite hot bitter to it that I think is really pleasing. That's really this good. Is, this is well delicious. done. Yeah. I like that. You like mm. it? I will say, I will say that I'm, I've become less fond over time, of brews that use lactose. I just find that some of them are just, like I would have liked it better without the lactose. In this case, I think it totally works. Um, well, you know, we go through we go through stages where you got to try things, mm-hmm. and the whole craft beer, um community has been trying so many weird things <laughs> that we finally figured out some stuff that doesn't work i think mm-hmm. and and we're narrowing it down to going oh this actually is going to make sense by the time it's finished you know <laughs> yeah yeah so lactose you'll find in in a lot of more fruity or you'll find it in a lot of uh a lot of um bigger bigger beers because mm-hmm. it changes the mouthfeel substantially makes it bigger and it and it i think uh in my experience and i don't you know, I'm not a brewer, so I don't know, but it also tends to um, tamp down some of the bitter flavors and kind of accentuate. Uh, it's kind of like adding milk to something mm-hmm. in certain ways. You right, know, like if you it, added to coffee, it for example, it the same, and takes yeah. some same of the bitter reason. out yeah. of it. And, mm-hmm. Right. You know. uh, I think it's delicious. This is this is almost like a breakfast shake. If Except it's seven point five. If you ever taste the, if you ever taste it, you know. The, here's the thing, though. Look in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't see through the. It's got some chunky stuff going on mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, 
Does yours have all that? Is it pulp? I don't know. You may have gotten more chunk. I think you were the last one poured because <laughs> I don't see that in mine. Oh, yeah. This this is chunky. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it is pulp. <laughs> you know, be, I've, no, like. I've never understood the concept of the orange juice where they filter out the pulp. Why? Pulp is delicious. I buy high pulp. Well, and most of the orange juice that has pulp in it that you get at the store is yeah. added. Oh, you think they add pulp to that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I wonder if they <laughs> added pulp to this. <laughs> I used to go up to Harry's uh, cafeteria. They used to do the fresh squeezed orange juice right there. You watch mm-hmm. them putting the mm-hmm. oranges in one side of the machine, and the orange juice comes out. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah that's really good stuff. That's not what you get at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about Tang? How much of that is real? You know, if you go to the, uh, if you go to the volcano too, they do the fresh screen, the fresh squeezed oranges. Yeah. And then they'll make their uh, screwdrivers out of it. They do frozen screwdrivers Pretty out of that. darn good, isn't it? That's yeah. a badass screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't often order a screwdriver, but that's a place to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, Nathan, what have you poured us next? This is the boxcar, isn't it? Boxcar. Uh, yeah. Okay, this let's is my, show this. Uh, this is my blended whiskey. Ian, maybe you can show this. You have a better angle to the camera than I, I do. I do. This is the one. This is the first one I had, and I had this before. Um, well, I remember came on the show the first you, time. You right. actually brought it onto the show. I brought it, And yeah. we loved it, as right. I recall. Yeah. Uh, so Absolutely. This is, is this kind of like your flagship uh, uh, whiskey, uh, would it, you say? No, it's not flagship. We don't really have a flag. Okay. I guess if anything was going to be a flagship, it'd be the maroon label. Did, did uh, I the, miss bourbon, it? the Texas bourbon whiskey. It, okay. It has been on and off our bestseller. Okay. Uh, blended whiskey just just sells yeah i think my wife picked me up uh this because it looked interesting mm-hmm. and she brought it home and uh he was like look look what we're trying and, uh, this and, is the and o- i loved it the only whiskey that we that we sell at 80 proof um it's kind of made for for, for that the, yeah for for the for the tailgate yeah is the idea well that's it the, is you, very, you this already it is very easy oh i'm sorry drink. yeah did i not give you uh i passed one I to adam one. sorry I have one. You may have and to pour one you for yourself. One. <laughs> Do you need more cups? We can get we can get more cups. Oh no no, I, I got it. Okay, um, I I love this whiskey because it is just so easy to drink, so pleasant. There's nothing about it that that takes you back or gives you pause. It just floats the price right point down on this. On the, this is if I'm not uh, mistaken, thirty five ish. Thirty. Thirty ish. Yeah. And wow. this is it's delicious. It's. I think, I think th- in Houston it it usually ends up being thirty one. Yeah. yeah, so bang for the buck, this is one of those where you can have something local made at a great price point that you can always bring out. Uh, it's at a price point where mixing it's not a problem. You don't mm-hmm. feel guilty about it. You don't get the mixer's guilt, so to speak. Well, yeah. Um, you know, uh, and and you can show it off a little bit. Like this is one. I love finding uh, great whiskeys at great prices. Yes. Like that to me is a lot easier uh, or a lot harder to do. Than going and spending eighty dollars and finding a great whiskey, no, you know, right. because you know eighty dollars should buy you a you good whiskey. Really should buy you a the great bad whiskey, whiskey yeah. should be an exception. But at thirty dollars, get something of this quality. I think is is showing off, you I know. And that's I, I mean, when you're when you're testing blends, when you're going back and forth trying to develop a product like this, even a even a five person uh, you know tasting panel can get kind of uh, lost. Yeah. yeah. So we were making old fashions. With this, that's what we nice. You know, we had an old fashioned with every different type of blend, every mm-hmm. every percentage, every type of grain neutral spirit that we found, every type of you know a, a, any 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 combination of blend that we you know mm-hmm. anything we changed, we went back and used the exact same recipe to make any, the exact same old fashioned. 
nice. then how does that old fashioned make you feel? Right. Nice. Right. This has, uh, when you take a sip of this, it has a very soft start to it. Yes. And then it finishes with a hard minerality that I really, really like. It's, right. it, it's, it's almost, almost like it a gets dryness. Bigger. Yeah. It's almost a dryness to the finish that I, that I really enjoy on it. And it's not a bunch of weirder outside flavors that you wouldn't expect. It's just And, good. and you said something interesting that I want to go back to because it it speaks to what happens, I think, so often when you're standing in the aisle trying to choose something. You said your wife bought you this because it looked yeah. interesting. And so kudos to you <laughs> for creating, you know, a whiskey in the package that looks interesting. Because your wife didn't know what it tasted like. Wow. She knows you like whiskey. She's looking at this going, oh, this looks interesting. Maybe maybe he'll like it. I'll try it. Like. How often is that the deciding factor that gets your whiskey chosen instead of well, that, another one on the shelf? That I really like that because, you know, we started we started making the bourbon a good four years after mm-hmm. after we started. When we first started, and Whistle Stop, mm-hmm. and Boxcar, and and even College Station, this is my design. Oh, nice! I, I didn't pay anybody for that. I I sat down on Photoshop, and you know my my previous life I was a I was a newspaper editor, okay. so I, I had to have basic Photoshop skills. You at least had some basic uh, sense of design, too. Yeah, so yeah. I sat down and I, I drew this. Let me just give this disclaimer. Not <laughs> everyone should design their own labels. No. no. And you know no. what mistake a lot of people make? <laughs> is they make things busy. Oh, totally. That's and a this label. is not if busy. You saw that, if you saw that 10 feet away, you know what it is. Real brass. It's not a problem recognizing right. the label. Absolutely. Much like Jack Daniels has their very signature label. You can see that. Right. You, you know what that is. Read it. Right. right. You can see it. Well, that has that same kind of thing. You know what that um, is when you see it? You're way back in the crowd and you see Michael Anthony playing bass with Van Halen with a bottle of it in his hand. You know it's Jack Daniels. Because yeah. you, you can see that. You yeah. Know, that right. logo. And this right. has that same kind of uh, recognizable. It's not a busy label. It's interesting up close. You do have some detail to it, but when you pull it way back, it's real easy to see what it is. And if you've seen the label before, then you know. But on the other, on the other, on the far far end of that scale we i designed you know we i didn't i did not design this my i had a professional do this um specifically for the other reason this doesn't want to be i don't care if you notice this on the shelf. right it's a different you're going for a different thing you went to the store to get this and if you didn't then i don't care about you this is i have very few, very few people who are willing to pay quite a bit for my whiskey, it's that one's in the sixty to seventy dollar range. Is that correct? E fifty. Fifty. Okay. But it's 50, not going to be as much of an impulse buy as this is going to be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This Makes is sense. for this is for the tailgate, and we have people that you know when when specs, or mm-hmm. I shouldn't say uh, when when your local when your local liquor store uh, sells out. Yeah. Um, I get calls yeah. on my cell phone or on my at my hey, distillery saying, "Hey." Are you guys going out of business? Are you guys? Uh, we're, we're working on it. I'm going as fast we're as I can, it, man. Making it as, making the whiskey. Uh, you need a shirt that says, I'm distilling as fast I'm, as I can. I'm working on now, it. This is the, the, so the, the boxcar, your standard boxcar, and the first one I was introduced to uh, is a whiskey where uh, if, if you're a part-time or even a novice whiskey drinker or you just like to have one on your shelf that's interesting, local, fun, and you can give it to anybody. 
Mm-hmm. I think this is a great. It really is a great uh, foot in the door whiskey because it's it's very friendly on the palate, mm-hmm. but it's also interesting enough to where if you have an experienced palate. It's a good whiskey. Yeah, it really is. And that makes a difference. It really is. Yeah, th- uh, and that's the that's the idea is that we wanted to make something that wasn't going to scare. Um, right. This the, is not a scary whiskey by any means, but it is delicious. <laughs> right. uh, Ian, let me run through this list. These are the fifty largest craft breweries in the United States. You have to talk fast. That's by a long volume. Uh, here we go. Starting at number fifty, New Holland Brewing. Oh, and yeah. remember, this is about the quantity of oh, the beer quantity? that they release. New right. Holland. Awesome. Brewing. New yeah. Holland. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. Montauk Brewing out of New York at 49. Creature Comforts at 48. Left Hand Brewing at 47. I'm they surprised make, that one's not higher. They make a fabulous milk stout, don't oh, they? Yeah. Oh, And wonderful. on Nitro. Mm. Shipyard Brewing Company out of Portland, Maine nice. is at 46. They make probably the best pumpkin, pumpkin beer, beer ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So good. Uh, Shipyard Brewing at 46. Fremont Brewing from Washington at 45. Two Roads at 44. Toppling Goliath at uh, 43. Yeah, we've, we've had, had a number of, those, of their yeah. great beers on the show. At number 42, Big Ups, our boy St. Arnold awesome. from Houston, Texas. Actually, the only Texas brewery in this top 50. Nice. I'd Which, be interested to see what the difference between the St. Arnold's distribution mm-hmm. and some of the others' distribution right, is. Because like, I don't think St. Arnold's has, like, they have Texas... But I don't see it outside of Texas. Well, but they are huge in Texas. They're huge in Texas. I'm, I'm, sure, they're they're so. I'm sure they're distributed elsewhere, but the <clears> truth <throat> is you don't really need much more in Texas. Yeah. Brewdog <laughs> is at 41. Modern Times at 40. At 39 is Revolution Brewing out of Illinois. Lost Coast at 38. Rogue Ales at 37. Love their dead I am, guy ale. I am not familiar with 36, but I want to try them just based on their name. Surly Brewing Company out of Minnesota. <laughs> Does that sound, that sound great? I, I'm already curious. Flying Dog at 35. 21st Amendment at 34. And then it's Ninkasi Brewing. Narragansett Brewing out of Rhode Island. Long Trail Brewing out of Vermont at 31. Kings and Convicts Brewing Ballast Point, Wisconsin and California. Uh, Allagash at 29. Mm-hmm. Georgetown Brewing. Gordon Biersch Brewing. Oh yeah. So because they have so many of those restaurants, the volume that it's they crank huge, out, yeah. just yeah, just what they sell. And I wonder, know, does Gordon Biersch have their own brewery, or are they subcontracting out? I, I don't know. I think they brew on location at all of their yeah. uh, at all their really? uh, okay. uh, at all their shops. So, uh, and I've they, been there before. They have good they, food and really decent beer. Well, I don't like, know if they brew, but like they, BJ's subcontracts out. Yeah, and, right. their, and their beers are pretty their good. But pretty it's, good, it's yeah. basically like I think it's a similar. Yeah, deal. Alaskan Brewing is at twenty six. Rheingeist Brewing at twenty five, and then up from twenty five to the top, Three Floyds, August Shell, Great Lakes Brewing, Summit Brewing, Trogs, Abita Brewing. Trogs means the Troganator. It's actually, yeah. I think Trogs, but it's Troganator. Trogs, mm. yeah, uh, so I, good. Uh, I, I'm never good with these. T R O E G S, right? T R O E G S, which yeah. is kind of like a troll <laughs> or an elf name. So yeah, that's why the, the, the Troganator it. is a Doppelbach, and it's so good. Uh, Abita at 19, Minhas Craft Brewery at 18, Odell at 17. Mm, Let me tell you, shilling. I have been mm. loving. The Odell Wolf Picker, which is their experimental IPA. We've had it on the show before, but I've been drinking a lot of that lately. Stevens Point at 16. At 15, my my buddies from uh, Boston, Massachusetts, Harpoon Brewery. Glad to see glad to see them doing so well on this uh, on this list. Brooklyn Brewery at 14. Matt Brewing, New Glarus Brewing, Sweetwater Brewing, 
is at 11. Deschutes at 10. And here's the rest of the top 10. Stone Brewing. Ah. Artisanal Brewing Ventures, which is in Pennsylvania and New York. Don't know that one. Bell's Brewery. So good. Canarchy, which is Colorado, Florida, Utah, Michigan, California, and Texas. So it's a cooperative, I think. Uh, Gambrinus, which is out of California and Texas. Uh, so they do uh, Corona, but they also do some other things. Uh, Duvel at four. And then the top three, Sierra Nevada, Boston Beer Company, and D.G. Yangling and Son Incorporated yeah. mm-hmm. out of Pennsylvania. Well, you know, Yangling's one. got the distribution. Yeah, they do. Because they have, like, everywhere in the Texas world too, except I'm for really Texas. Yeah. And they're, they're about to be they're Texas. about to be Texas, so it's really exciting. Yeah. All right, so let's take a break. We're going to come back in our next segment. It's time for you to pick up the ukulele, my friend, because it's time for Drinking News. Do you want to give us a little prelude? Drinking news, drinking news. We're gonna make time for drinking news. And it's coming up next, plus more uh, from Real Brazos Whiskey on Smoking and Toasting. Smoking and Toasting and show number 227. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Thank you to all of those of you who have uh, gone there and supported our sponsor. They have great shirts, and you'll love them, and they're not expensive. MyCigarShirts.com, great shirts for cigar lovers. On the web, MyCigarShirts.com, because... Cigars. Cigars, yes. By the way, just a quick uh, check of the uh, uh, show conversation on uh, Facebook. Uh, Bruce Stark uh, and Brian uh, Coulter and Wiki Brian have checked in for us. Uh, Brian tells us that Raspberry AF is year-round, which is good to know. And uh, he also says that number two char is 30 seconds. He says, does that seem right? 30 seconds? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that sounds okay. right. All right. That, makes that, sense. that would be in the ballpark of what All right. Yeah. the guy stands there for. Right. You know, before he puts the, he's got a, it looks torch. like a trash can lid. Right, right, and exactly. puts it over the top. Yeah, and to smother. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So, um, so thank you guys for helping to keep us on point here at the show. And uh, this is our second to last segment. In the final segment, I will reveal what my big lie uh, was. And I'm not saying it's happened yet. I'm just saying I'll reveal <laughs> what it is in is or was in the final. Uh, segment. So, um, so thank you guys for joining us. It's time now for a, a a part of the program that we love to do. It's it's always fun to you know share stories about drinking. Sometimes it's just fun to share stories that are good to listen to if you've been drinking. And we've definitely been drinking. I'm enjoying this boxcar, my friends. It's time for drinking news. Drinking news. Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. So gather a cup while we gather round. Saddle up while we drink them down. I got a story and I swear it's true. So now it's time for drinking news. Drinking <laughs> news. Now it's time for drinking news. Keep going. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When I asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> I'd just like to say that 
occasionally oh, you haven't news. witnessed that yet have you uh, <laughs> no no that was awesome i, I have to say that on drinking news uh, occasionally i will drop back and pick up a drinking news story from a previous year if it's just good enough to share oh drinking news i don't think has to be no, current it news. does not have to be something that happened this week in this particular case uh we're going back a couple of years to 2018 when a florida man Drinking news, <laughs> drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news because he said a Florida man. Yeah, a Florida man who, in all fairness, actually could have been a Georgia man. Looks like he had taken the award for worst but bizarrely effective disguise of 2018. After police say he tried to obscure his face with a bottled water wrapper... And then broke into a St. Mary's GameStop. St. Mary's is on the Florida-Georgia border, or to invoke a bro country band name, the Florida-Georgia line. So the burglary happened at like 1.19 in the morning at a GameStop location on Georgia Highway 40, according to a Facebook post by the St. Mary's Police Department. And if you take a look at the photo, you can see that maybe he wasn't the brightest disguise man <laughs> ever. <laughs> Surveillance video shows him wearing a black t-shirt and khaki pants in addition to his ingenious disguise. Shows him jogging around a store display before he it's, disappears it's from brilliant. view. Here's the thing. As lame as the disguise clearly was, turns out maybe this Florida man was smarter than we think because he is apparently still at large somewhere like three years later. Probably playing Call of Duty somewhere and and maybe wearing his Invisalign face mask. <laughs> and there, my friends, is and, your drinking. And ease. you know what he's done to himself? Yeah. He can't go around wearing uh, a, a water, uh, uh, what's it called, thing on his face, or he'll be recognized. Right. Yeah. So he can it, never put was, that mask was, on again. All it was was the plastic wrap from a like twelve pack yeah, of water. Twelve pack of water. Yeah. He can't ever go around. He can't do that at a party. Right. If, he, be if like, he shows up with that, you're, like, you're the guy from the burglary. Drinking news. <laughs> drinking news. That was time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Uh, <laughs> I was passing oh, yes, them around. Uh, yes, we will do the pass around. Thank you very much. <laughs> so uh, this is it's always fun uh, getting together with uh, with you guys from uh, uh, from um, from Real Brazos Distilling. I'm just I'm so thrilled at how great. I mean, how long has the distillery been open? When uh, did you open? So uh, as of January, this is that was eight years. Eight years, okay. So, so this is our, eight ni years, our ninth you've year. Really, working. kind of carved out a place for yourself, I think, uh, yeah. and really released some exceptional stuff. Now, this one, Ian just held this one up. This is the one you're saying uh, you're not designing this label to stand out. You're just this is one people are going in. He also for. did right. not design this bottle to sit on my whiskey shelf because it's a hair too tall. Because it's a tall. hair too tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us about this one. Um, so. This oh. is our uh, this is our, our single barrel Texas bourbon. Mm -hmm. um, this one was purchased for Specs. Okay. So this is stolen from. This was actually owed to Specs. Should have probably now, not now, brought, that on, the, brought that on the radio and started stolen from their <laughs> allocation. I got it. And now now it says here on the label very specifically that the uh, according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's a as running a, joke we've had as opposed to all the other. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll just I'll just say um, you know we're very fond of specs here. So this is one that if you want it, you need to go to a specs because you have got, to go, right. They've got an exclusive but on this. Same right? thing. Same thing with uh, you know there are uh, I don't want to start naming. I really shouldn't be naming 
name dropping. Yes. These there's a number of different stores mm -hmm. across Texas, New York, and one in right. New, one in New Jersey um, that have their own have their own right. single barrel bourbons that they purchased. You know. From, they from directly us. from you. They yep. they chose a you know in in the case of New York, I actually mailed these samples mm -hmm. to them, and I'll be happy to mail you a sample, mm -hmm. and you can choose from a selection of whichever barrels that you're interested in. Right. Um, and then that becomes your barrel. That's um, so cool. So you get your you put your name on that, um, and that you know that's part so, of the. Just to just to bring it down to uh, Barney style level here. Um, when people say single barrel, they're literally talking about one barrel that the whiskey has aged in, and, and that is all that was bottled in that single barrel selection. So yes. what companies a lot of times do is they come taste a bunch of different um, bunch of different barrels, uh, barrels mm -hmm. and then they find one that they like because every one of them is going to be slightly different no matter what you do, right? Right. And they find one that that fits their taste and then that barrel is then purchased and set aside and how much uh well of course obviously it depends on the style of barrel you're using but what's the average out of a single barrel what's the average amount of bottles you get out of a single barrel um at at, at barrel proof it's gonna be 120 to 100 and so these are something that's why there's such limited runs and in most right. cases you're gonna keep it at barrel proof right Unless or, unless you the the customer wants, wants it at it, uh, whatever proof above eighty proof, take but it down right, yeah. But in two thousand, I mean, it's the it's the trend right now. Mm -hmm. Barrel proof is in style, right. so we've not had a that. single person ever say <laughs> this is not this is not a problem for you. Is what no, you're saying. not at all. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I mean, it, it's a more educated. This is the way that whiskey would have been made for hundred. The barreled and bond thing at a certain time in our in our in our country's history was actually a newfangled idea. Right. That we're gonna, you get to put BIB on your label if it meets all these other criteria, and you dilute it down to a hundred proof. A lot of people at the time said, "Why would I want to dilute it down to hundred proof? Yeah. I can put water in my own friggin' whiskey." Right. It's and not. That's what. Okay, so an amazing thing is, I meet so many people like, "Nah, I'm not really into barrel proof. It's too strong," and I am just blown away by. Do the, you not have access to water? Just put water in it. Well, it's then that like, changes it. Well, but it, it's that's what like that, they would do. <laughs> that's how, like it, that, it does. That's why you have 80-proof whiskey. It's kind of like that dishwashing soap that's like four times or whatever. It takes you a lot longer to use that than it does the single-proof uh, <laughs> dishwashing just, soap. Right? Yeah, and, and I'm amazed by the conflicting. What's what's the word I'm looking for? There's a there's a term psychologically for that. Oh, um, <laughs> willful brain deadness. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I know what you're talking. You know uh, what I'm talking about. It's a, but anyway, you're willfully misleading yourself at that point. You're, you're stuck. If you don't like something that's like this bottle, which mm -hmm. I dearly love, is 59.9 percent. Yeah. Um, and you want it to be 40 percent. There are a couple ways you can achieve this. One is to run it under some water for about, I don't know, a couple seconds. The second way is to add a piece of ice and wait. And wait, yes. Mm -hmm. Both and of those things will achieve your goals, and depending on how patient awesome. you want to be. But here are awesome but things to do. Very few people. I mean, consistency is a huge factor in in, in marketing and, 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 and product, especially when people don't know what it is they're drinking. Most people, most people even people that are... 
generally educated don't have any idea about distilled spirits. They don't know what it is they're drinking. And not, yeah, it's not so their bag, consistency is something that's very valuable and has been for over a century now. But are you finding, though, that that's changing, that there are more and especially more the people, people? Especially the people yeah. who are seeking out the distiller of the whiskey, coming to right. his distillery right. and asking people, him questions? Yeah, that want to know what's in when, their Sure. When people drinks. come to my house and they'd yes. like to try whiskey, because I have, you know, whiskeys on the shelf, and it's it's a pretty obvious part of my dining room right mm-hmm. there. So it's, it's not like it's hidden. There's a few bottles. Um, but uh, when they, because you know, almost everybody comes over and they're curious. They're like, what should I try? Well, let's sort out what flavors you like. And once right. we kind of get a profile, for? I'm not going to give them Lafrag or Ardbeg right off the bat, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, once we kind of figure out what flavors, a lot of times I'll say, well, this fits your profile. But for instance, this one, which has a lot of chocolate and mm-hmm. uh, and corn and speaking of flavors, yeah, and sweetness, <laughs> and then the uh, the finish with the mineral and the um, vanilla, but it's a little hot. Well, what do you mean by it's a little hot? Well, it's, it's got some almost sixty percent. Yeah. So my suggestion is try it neat, mm-hmm. and then add water until you like it. Yes, or ice, and that's all you got to really do. Like or ice. ice that, I actually yeah. like ice. Most because, most people will eventually go to the ice. Well, I actually like ice. I'll try stuff neat, and there's certain whiskeys that I like neat better than I like watered down or uh-huh. iced down. But in any whiskey, I'll try a chip of ice, and I'll let it sit in there, and I'll try the whiskey cold because you get a lot more of the uh, brighter mm. flavors yes, and the fruitier flavors out of it mm-hmm. generally that way. And then as that ice melts in, you're going to start getting. The release of all the different things that you can't taste when it's a full strength, and usually you get more floral and things like that. And then as it warms up again, you get more of those darker, maltier, uh, chocolatey flavors. And, and that's, that's a great experience. That's the that's the experience of drinking a yes. single barrel bourbon is you know knowing getting that and knowing that and learning yes. all that about yourself as well as the bourbon. But the, I mean, <laughs> most people have a good idea of how many how much eighty proof whiskey, how many shots 1.5 ounces mm-hmm. of 80 proof whiskey they can drink and still get in their truck and drive all the way home but there's an irony right. to so that exactly because while most people understand that they don't always follow that well, well right. right but they but it's stuck in your head yeah you know and, and mm-hmm. when you start introducing well this is what it what <laughs> hell i don't even know what what is it 59.9 yeah this 50, was 59.9 59.8 yeah. um so all you have to do is put in 200 milliliters of water into a 750 milliliter bottle, and that will bring it down to around 80. Per- most people are not carrying around a hydrometer. I do right. want to point out that most people, <laughs> most people in that situation are also not sipping their whiskey. Probably not. You're right. Probably throwing it you're, back. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're mixing it. Well... One. A lot of people just throwing it back yeah. in a shot or yeah. throwing it and back. And I will tell you, this will be a very shocking whiskey to do that oh, with at sixty percent. Yeah, yeah, that will that will <laughs> take know? some hair off your tongue. <laughs> I, okay, so like, there's but a that, big... that's that's the funny thing at the tasting room when you have young young guys come in <laughs> and they do that thing where yeah. they they got it. I don't understand that. I've never still don't understand. Right, I never do that. I looked it up on Google and I still don't get it. You tap it on the table and then you look at each other and then you all throw it back down your throat so you don't taste it. God help you yeah. if you taste the, whatever it is you're drinking. And, and you try to tell people, and it's 90 proof. Oh, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> you may want to. Uh, yeah, you may want to you know, have okay, a water so now. Case in point, for years, uh, I mean, you, 
you don't always know how to drink, you know, especially when you're a kid. And for years, uh, uh, it was a tradition in my household on Christmas Eve. We'd sit out in the garage. We called it Manly, and it was me and my brothers and my dad. And we drink <laughs> wild turkey, and we just take big old swigs of it. Uh, oh. uh, big old swigs oh. of it all the time, just doing shots right out of the bottle, right? <sighs> years and years later, I actually took a shot of wild turkey, and I mm-hmm. took a sip of it. And this is recent. This is like within the last five. And I went, this is actually pretty good whiskey. Ain't much, nothing wrong with this. How much of it did you waste when you were... <laughs> right. Exactly. That's no, exactly true. Same thing with tequila. You know, yeah. like people, honestly, if you're shooting tequila, you're not drinking the right tequila. You need if to, you have to shoot you need, it, yeah. don't buy that tequila. Right. Exactly. Spend Same a couple thing with bucks your whiskey. I can, we can recommend you some very good, inexpensive tequilas that are worth sipping. Absolutely. We can do that. Uh, Ian... Um, uh, before you pour the next beer, which is this, uh, which Baltic is about porter. to happen, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm like, <clears throat> I lo- I lo- got my hand. No, on I, know. <laughs> I saw you cradling that lovingly. Before you open that up, let me let me ask you to put your hand out where the camera can see it here. Just just your hand. I just want to see you. Now you're a guitar player. You're a crafter of instruments. Have you ever been much of a fighter? Um, you gotten in a few fights? I, there's been lifetime? a few in my life. Let, let me see your fist. But I'm not exactly like. You know, going out and finding fights. Sure, sure, I understand. But, like, if you got in a situation where you needed to, I've, I've let's done, say, defend I've your wife's some, honor. some training and yeah. random things, yeah. Let me see the fist again. It's a pretty good-looking fist. The reason I'm, I'm auditioning you here, because the company that does Fistful of Bourbon oh. is looking for a fist model. Huh. <laughs> oh. And they're going to pay up to $100,000. So I'm thinking maybe maybe the iron fist of Ian Barry here. How does how does be this the look? Fist full of bourbon. Uh, I like this it. Look like I like it, but I, <laughs> but I think holding the Rio Brazos bottle is not likely to get you the fist full of bourbon. <laughs> I'm just job. trying it out yeah. on a whiskey bottle. It is an open casting call, by the way. If anybody thinks they have the fist for the uh, job. Uh, it is an open casting call. The search for the hundred thousand dollar fist, and whoever's ultimately selected for the role will appear in future print, video, and social media. What if I find campaigns. out I only have a fifty thousand dollar fist? Then I'm guessing you wouldn't get the job. <laughs> but I'd still, I'll, I'll hire you. See, I, but not I, for fifty thousand uh, dollars. I liked your fist wrapped around the uh, the Rio Brazos. Though. That was that was working for me. That was working for me. All right, let's uh, let's wrap. I'm, I'm going to have to put some lotion on that knuckle though. It's a yeah. little dry. <laughs> let's uh, wrap your fist around this uh, salt fire uh, porter because it looks quite interesting to me. This is a salt fire, salt fire. barrel aged Baltic porter. Mm. Baltic uh, is bigger, just so you know. There's nothing, nothing about this. Originated this like. around the Baltic Sea, Poland uh, slash Russia uh, slash. Yeah, you know. alcohol percentage. Yeah. Oh, big. Before we even get any. Eight. Yeah, but that's so not that big. Pretty for big Baltic, beer. yeah. No. But yeah, well, and and porters are not, you know, porters and stouts can, unless they're imperials, can. The can porters be were in the, originally yeah. conceived as a lighter stout. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. So. They can be uh, they can be relatively. They big. were actually the made for. The idea being that porters. you were supposed to be able to continue working, right. Por- yes. porting, porting in, stuff. In theory, yes, yeah, exactly. Unless uh, you live around the Baltic Sea, in which case, it's, <laughs> in which uh, case you're doubling it. Yeah. Or maybe people drank a lot more alcohol and had higher tolerances. Well, I think isn't it true that generally speaking, people in colder climates have a tendency to drink more alcohol? 
Yeah, I think that's true, yeah, right? That's, and this makes I would sense. Say so. And bigger alcohol. Limited too. edition series aged in rye barrels. This is eight uh, percent by volume. Let's see what it says on the thing. Brewed and bottled mm-hmm. by Salt Fire. They're out of Salt Lake City. Uh, I know that. Salt, yeah, Salt I Lake City, name. Utah. Salt Fire uh, proudly presents our limited edition series of barrel aged craft beers. We've taken our most unique beers and aged them in bourbon barrels, imbuing them with flavors from the natural world. When you open this bottle, dark and light notes meet and produce complex aromas followed by rich, enhancing flavors. It's our version of Mad Brewery Science. Share one with a friend and you'll agree there's a method for our mad a method to our madness. I- Ingredients, malt, Munich Pilsner, uh, Crystal Special, B, Pale, Chocolate Hops. I Pale love- chocolate. Okay, hops are, uh, I can't pronounce that, Magnum and Styrian Golden. So, you know, I love that you said light and dark flavors. Because that's the first thing that I noticed is, like, mm-hmm. it comes across very bright at first. And, it's and got then here comes those fig. deeper, yeah. more oh. roasty, more fig-oriented. And wait I for am it. An, I'm, oh, dark wait fruits. for oh. it. Wait for it. And chocolate. Yes. Mm-hmm. That finish cocoa. comes back completely cocoa, yeah. different. Cocoa. More powdery yeah. cocoa. The finish kinda. comes back completely different from the first flavors, doesn't it? Oh, man. I love the ridiculously, like you said, fig, or like raisiny, right. fruit. Totally dark, gets, dark fruit. That's yeah. all dark up front. Fruit. That's all up front. And then mm-hmm. on the back, here comes the gritty cocoa and maybe a little bit of espresso. Mm-hmm. Gritty cocoa is a great way to put that. I love gritty cocoa. <laughs> my, yeah. my mom and my wife makes a really good one, too, that's that's right in there. Uh, but my mom got, she spoiled me because she used to make homemade chocolate frosting when she would make a cake. And the way she made it, I don't know, it was always gritty. And now, so she made, uh, like, fudge. It was gritty. Yeah. And now if I go and buy, like, an expensive piece of fudge at the fudge and shop in the mall, and... it's too smooth. It's too creamy. Like, I this want is... that grit. So we have uh, Wiki Brian on here, who always, uh, who always uh, uh, mm-hmm. helps us out on the show. This is one he would just fall over for mm-hmm. right here. This is exactly up this is alley. some pretty good stuff right here. Yeah, this is pretty amazing. What I love about it is how complex it is because it's almost like two completely different flavor <laughs> just, profiles. What's I, up front, and then what happens on the finish. They have a little salt fire logo here, and right That's above pretty, pretty it is cool, yeah. what looks like a uh, anglerfish. With yep. the uh, with the little dangle thing, you know that they have. Yeah, right, right. That they have. Except that. for it's a little hops. That's <laughs> great. I love it. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of creativity coming out of breweries in Utah, which I guess is maybe it's like all if you've got to live in this society where people don't even drink Coca Cola because it's sinful. Like being a brewery, you must be just like you're on the bleeding edge of society. You know what I mean? Well, because because it's so Mormon there. There's the Mormon there's church that. Is, is so... There, and their, uh, their laws have not historically been... I don't know what the situation is now, but... I, I know that when I, uh, when I last knew about it, if you went to a bar there, instead of paying a cover charge, you would buy a membership, and it might be, you know, two bucks or five bucks or whatever to get into the bar. <laughs> but you would have this membership... So it was like a private club, and now, that way you could right. go in and I'm drink. I'm forever a member of this random bar. I don't know if it's still so that you way. you laugh, but, but yeah. I grew up in Liberty, Texas, and Liberty, Texas was like that. Oh, okay. It was oh. a dry county, and so there were bars, but you had to buy a membership, and that membership would be good for like six months or a year or whatever. So, I And it was up- a pittance. Like, if you had a year membership at one of the places, it was like... 
twelve dollars or something yeah. ridiculous like that. And then you had a little card that you had to show when you went to that bar. Yeah, yeah. Which well, I always lost, but then they'd look it up and didn't care anyway. So. I grew up in Atascosa County of Texas. Well, that doesn't sound uh, like it's out in the country. Uh, no, not at all. It's actually <laughs> in between Bear County, which is San Antonio, yeah, yeah. and Medina County, which is the ne- you know the next county mm-hmm. over. Uh, and Atascosa was a dry county. Guess what was right across the Atascosa-Medina County line? A line of little bars. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like coming it, coming yeah. outside of Liberty. Yeah. Every single county line it didn't matter what road that went out. You go 146, you go Highway 90, 146 in the other direction, 90 yep. in the other direction. As soon as you hit a county line, liquor store. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if you're, I remember if you're, the if, wagon wheel. If safety everybody is, everybody went to the wagon wheel. If if health and human safety is really yeah. your goal, right? Then that then situation the is wrong the idea. last thing right. you that's, want. That's very that, bad. That's now, the wrong idea. If excitement and fun, and a little more work for your law enforcement yeah. officers, is what you're looking for, then that's great. It's just like the places that won't <laughs> sell alcohol on Sundays, like you can't go to the grocery store, or the liquor store, and buy beer, or wine, or alcohol on a Sunday. But you can go to the bar, get tanked. And drive home. This doesn't seem like it makes any sense to me. So I, if I want to go out and get alcohol, I have to bring it home in my belly. In your belly. That's right. In your that's belly. Right. That's right. That's the way the law, that's, yeah, the, way, you that's the way you made the well, law. Okay. Until recently, you couldn't <laughs> even take drinks out of a bar at all. Yeah. Like here in Texas. But that's kind of changed because now it you can changed get, because of the pandemic. A right. Bit, you yeah. can get drinks to go. It's and amazing like what a, common sense can do when you've but got, you know, a, when you've got a crisis. I've got, right. I've got family up in Pennsylvania, and they got a bar oh, yeah. down the road called the Headkeeper. You go down you to the bar, a, have a few uh, drinks, and you get a six-pack six to go. Six-pack to go, baby. In fact, that's the only way you can get a six-pack. Yeah. Because you if, you go, go, the, you if you go, go to the, the beer station. distributor and buy and buy beer, you have to buy a case. Right. And right. you can't go Which to the gas station Which also doesn't promote responsible it. drinking. Right. But can, re- can promote, like, good drinking if you have a beer you really like so all right uh, so we're going to take a break i will tell you that i have already said my big lie on the show i will tell you that i love this baltic porter i want to rub it on my i already feel betrayed sensitive yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's not ian's big lie by the way that's totally true <laughs> that's for real i, I, yeah, I believe that totally totally true <laughs> all right so we're gonna uh, be right back for our last segment we'll have time to taste one more thing if you want to nathan yes uh so we'll have awesome. time to taste one more thing and then we will um uh reveal my big lie did you do one ian I did not. You did not? Okay. No, I was relying on you for this one. All right, all right. And so we'll be back with the big reveal. Uh, it is Smoking and Toasting. We are so glad you're here. Thanks for joining <laughs> us for show number 227. That was not the line. Bruce has been fact-checking you this whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's good like that. On Star Trek. Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. We are so glad to have you guys on the program and uh, glad to have you here for episode number 227. We are definitely halfway to 300, and that's very exciting. Very exciting. So, uh, Ian, something tells me that maybe in in the months to come, we can start planning our... 200th episode, which we had to, we did episode number 200, but we didn't do our big, we didn't our do big our show. We have our to big do party. 200 in so, exile. Yeah, so we'll have to do 200 in exile. Uh, I don't know. Sometime soon, people are getting vaccinated. Soon we'll be able to gather. Right? It won't be long. Yes, I'm yes. hoping. I'm hoping. I got we'll my have our vaccination crossed. party. Yeah, that's what it'll be. Smoking a toast and vaccination drinking party. I love it. 
It's, it's a wonderful idea. Nathan Barkman is our uh, special guest. Nathan is with Rio Brazos Distilling. First of all, let me just say, I'm so thrilled that you guys have been okay through the pandemic. Because you mentioned that some of your brothers-in-arms at uh, some of the other uh, craft distilleries have not been able to make it. And it's, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's a bummer. I, I know that, I, I feel like, that in the distilling business and the beer business and the cigar business, that competitors are competitors, but there's still a bit of brotherhood and camaraderie uh, among the people who are doing this uh, for a living. Is that is that fairly accurate from your point of view? That there's, that there's sure, and that is one of the cool things about the industry is that right people uh, you know any other any other industry you come in to and they say, hey, I want to find out why it is that you're so good, right. So that, I, so, that I, so that I can compete with you, yeah, they would kick to your butt. Yeah, exactly. In this industry, they say, oh, well, well let me show you Let something. me show you what yeah, we they do. They walk exactly. in and they that's tell exactly you right. all their secrets on day one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's you know, what's cool about everyone's it. Everyone's supportive in this industry. I want to I do uh, something super quick. Do you still have a little of that Baltic Porter left? Uh, I actually think I polished mine off. Is there any more? Oh, yes, yeah, there is. There's, um, and do you have any left? Yeah, that's right. Oh, no, I don't. And I need more. So I want you to take a sip of that uh, uh, before we go to the chimney hill barrel strength single barrel. Uh, oh, the single cast, barrel. No, the single barrel. Sorry. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm getting all my terms mixed up. Got it. I'm back. Take here. a sip of that first, and then go back to this beer, and I'm going to say one word when you take a sip. Marshmallows. Ooh, yeah. Almost like. Like you know when you make a hot chocolate and you put way too like, many marshmallows in the slightly top, slightly burnt, and they start to like marshmallows. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, very nice. <laughs> that's so good. That is, yeah, that is yeah, awesome. That. that is awesome. Well, Nathan, you poured us one more here. This is the Chimney Hill. This is the bottle you have that looks different mm. from all your other bottles. What 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 is it about this one that's different? Well, and what so, made you decide right, to so the rights go to with the, the square bottle? So the rights to this are not owned by me. Okay. I don't I don't own this this label. So how did it happen then? So somebody else came to me. And they wanted, um, they wanted their own whiskey, mm-hmm. so they selected a, uh, a selected a, a, a barrel, a, a barrel. Distillate, yeah. In the future, the same the same customer wants to um, basically decide from the mash. Okay. He wants he wants me to make the whiskey for him, mm-hmm. and then you know take it through fruition take it through the process. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for this, he basically just. Uh, he chose the most infused, mm-hmm. the, the most infused bourbon. Sure, sure. And and you know each time that he's purchased it after, he uh, you know he, he chooses the the most infused of our two year plus barrels. Okay. Uh, so this is a straight bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't say that on the on the bear on the label because they wouldn't let me call it what it is uh, because it has been finished in sauternes casks. Mm. Mm. Okay. That doesn't make much sense to me. So, what does the Sauternes cask add to this whiskey? Um, that's the debate. You know, I, 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 I you basically tasted. You just tasted mm-hmm. the bourbon, right? And it's a two-year plus bourbon. So there's really no difference between this and this, except for the Sauternes three finish. months that it spent. Sitting, I'll tell you, twenty plus twenty something, twenty five <laughs> gallons sitting in a fifty three gallon really? or a, a sixty. I'm sorry, a sixty gallon hogshead 
of Sauternes, uh, Sauternes barrel. It's really so it's quite a good. lot of uh, surface to volume ratio in the right, wood. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of wine, actually, because we we get Interesting. these straight across mm -hmm. the, the Atlantic, sloshing around. But other than that little itty bit of wine and the, 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 the surface mm -hmm. uh, uh, contact with French oak, there's no difference between this bourbon and that, other than a little bit of time. But there and, is some different and, taste, that's for sure. Yeah, so cost. Interesting, interestingly enough, sorry, I'm tripping on my words here. Um, and I don't know if it has to be the cask influence, obviously, but all your other whiskeys have this very distinct uh, mineral aftertaste, mm -hmm. minerality like water. Like if you had right. not a as good much, mineral water. Not as much, though, with this one. This one doesn't have... Uh, near as much of that, and that's, like, that's that's the first thing that's knocked out of it. That's the really interesting that you you bring that up because that's something that keeps on being brought up. Um, that the the metal taste or the metallic taste or the mm -hmm. mineral taste uh, is not the same from one from one whiskey to the no, next. No, it's replaced with almost a um, almost a brown sugary sweetness. Mm -hmm. and, um, People are saying that that has something to do with the French oak or the wine. And, it's hard to tell. And yeah. Sauternes, Sauternes wine, I have to admit, in, I'm on the other side of this debate, and I, I keep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight this to the, to the end. <laughs> but, but Sauternes wine is a sweet wine. Yeah. And there is quite a bit sloshing around in the so bottom of the barrel when they so get did you just, to the profile. You didn't I, I have to that. admit You just to added right into it? I don't think that it meant, oh, yeah. Right, right. Just oh, leave yeah. it the way it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. we didn't Love we didn't it. hydrate. We didn't we just we get it came comes off the truck Good and we barrel. keep it bunged until it's time for the bourbon to go into the bourbon it. Bourbon. Boom, uh, except yeah. for a couple of them that we've you know, we roll it over and we see a little bit of Saturn's wine drip out, out yeah. and taste it. It's sweet. It's it's mm -hmm. it's a dessert wine. It is Sa yeah. Sauternes yeah. wine, which if you know anything about the way that Sauternes made it, it's it's a it's a labor in and of itself. It's a, a late, uh, a late harvest. Uh, starts fermenting on the vine. It's awesome. It's only in a specific uh, of the of the side of the the Southern Alps mm -hmm. in France. It, it, there's a yeah. There's a warm sweetness to this, and I say a warm sweetness because it's not an immediate like sugary sweet. It's not a slap you in the face sweetness. No. It's a warm sweetness to this. It's Really, really, it kind of kind of permeates the whole yeah. thing. Kind of comes back to you. I think sure. that that has to do with French oak, and time spent in the wood, yeah. and mm -hmm. the, the softening effect of. of I like oak. the classic. But uh, a, a lot of people want well. to say. A lot of people want to say, "No, that's I taste wine. It's yeah. infused with wine." You admit that there's wine in the freaking barrel when you put it in there. I can taste the wine, and I can't argue with that because. This is all art. I mean, this yeah. is all. <laughs> this is all. Opinion. And and right. And taste is subjective too. You know? Right. Um, Absolutely. We don't always taste the same things in in the, when we're tasting. The same but things. I want to I want to speak to the uh, visual on this bottle. Like this bottle looks like the kind of thing where I want to be sitting in a place that has uh, swinging doors. Yes. And when you come up and pour me a Saloon drink doors. of this, I say leave the bottle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. I, I love that. I, I don't know how to say that. I thank actually you. say that in a lot of different styles of bars. <laughs> but, uh, but they don't often do it. But, you know, it, it is what it is. So. All right. Uh, thank you, Nathan, for being here. This is this has been terrific. You're 
Your whiskeys are fantastic. Thank um, you. And and people should be, you know, this is one of those great examples of people go find something that is local, that is regional, and support it. You don't have to buy that uh, that stuff that comes from Kentucky or from uh, uh, you know Tennessee. Uh, you, uh, not very, that there's very, wrong with that. Very few of those bourbons are yeah. actually distilled by companies that are based in Kentucky. Or Tennessee. Just throwing that out yeah. there. All right. All right. Uh, um, it's good to know. Very, very few of them. It's good to know. It's good to know. All <laughs> right. Uh, Ian, you care to take a guess at what my uh, big lie was on the show today? Um, that my birthday is coming up? No, you know your birthday's coming up. Oh, that's up. right. <laughs> you know your birthday's coming up. So <laughs> There's something funny just, about you're that. You're just fishing for uh, listeners to send you gifts. <laughs> um, no. so, so earlier on the show, I talked about watching the Grammys. And I was not lying about the Grammys being actually enjoyable. Were well, you lying about enjoying the um, uh, uh, Megan the Stallion? Nope. Doesn't a stallion have a giant dick, by the way? Yes. But, okay, I but just want to point that out. You are close. <laughs> I said earlier, when I was talking about the performances, I said Mickey Guyton, Taylor Swift, DaBaby, although I hate his name, Haim, Megan the Stallion, oh, Cardi B, don't hate Brittany his name. Howard, uh, from Alabama Shakes, Chris Martin from Coldplay, Harry Styles, Silk Sonic, Anderson Pock, Bruno Mars. I'm telling you, every one of them was fantastic. That, sir, was not true. Uh-huh. Cardi B was not fantastic. She is still a talentless hack and does not <laughs> deserve to be on the Grammys or any other award show. She was horrible. And, by the way, I'm, Megan Thee Stallion is smart. I'll tell you this. I don't know about the name, but by putting herself on that performance with Cardi B, wow, Megan Thee Stallion looked like a generational talent. I mean, she looked huh. and sounded amazing. I, it's like it's like if if you were it's like if you were playing guitar and uh, you were playing and your duet guitar partner was somebody that didn't know how to play the guitar, you would seem like the master of the instrument. Well, I, I I don't know. Like I saw that part of it, and I thought that was just a travesty from beginning. Well, to end. It, it, truly it was. But I can recognize some talent with Megan The Stallion. She can rap at least. Cardi B can't rap. She can't sing. She can't even freaking speak. How did this person become a celebrity? Oh wait, she was an Instagram influencer. Uh, That's what it see, takes these days. It's it's moments like this that I kind of wish that I had any involvement in. Culture, because I know what the Grammys are, and I know it's important. Yeah, I am not un- hearing a single name that you're yeah. using. Well, I don't yeah. understand. Hold on, hold on. I don't talk, know any of the about, people you're talking. Let's about. talk about Grammys for a second. <laughs> Grammys can be important. Yeah, but when's the last no time idea. the Grammys influenced your life? Uh, so they're important. <laughs> but to see, a point. But no, I will say for me though, I'll say this year because. Black Pumas, like I love this band. This is like one of my new favorites. I, I didn't know about them until the I Grammys. didn't see that. I'm part literally going to go I'm home. Go look them uh, up on your recommendation. I'm going to go home uh, to the computer tonight and okay. look up so Cardi B. Go look. I was going to say look Megan up Black the Pumas, Stallion. Megan the Stallion and look up She's Cardi B. She's called Megan the Stallion. Does that even make sense? And, and it's not make just sense. Megan the Stallion. I haven't it's seen Megan, her yet. It's Megan the <laughs> T H E E. No, her name is not Megan Stallion. It's Megan the Stallion. Right, with T H E E is how she spells it. Megan the. Really annoying, by the, the way. Stuff. Really annoying. <laughs> Just like these artists that capitalize random letters in their name. Stop it. It's like not instead cool. of the, it could be duh. Like duh, baby. 
Nathan Bar K. Yeah, man. right. Right. See, that's just annoying. That'd that doesn't accomplish awesome. anything for you. You'd no, never forget my name Nathan, after that. You no, know, I would I'd forget it immediately <laughs> because it's just annoying. Hey, <laughs> my last name is Barry. B A capital R. Yeah, whatever. Nathan, thank you for for giving us enough bourbon here today. This has been such a fun and enjoyable show. We love having you on. You're welcome here anytime. Thank you for being part of number two thank you guys and uh ian um this is real <laughs> chimney good. pretty damn good isn't oh it? man okay so uh, uh to everybody who's been with us for 227 of these join us again next week when we're chimney back for hill with pecan pie i'm yeah. just gonna put that out there oh mm. oh ooh, ooh, yeah ooh. buddy yeah. Uh, Joe actually. with Old Dumble Distilling joins us on next week's show. That guy's fun. And then on the 15th, uh, two weeks from today, Aaron from St. Arnold will be here, and I'm looking forward That's to that. That's going to be amazing. Well. So have a uh, wonderful uh, week, my friends, and uh, thank you for joining us for Smoking and Toasting. You want to take us out here, brother? Cheers, y'all. Have a great week, my friends. <laughs>